Welcome to the 59th episode of You Had Me at Halo, where we always discuss one of gaming's most storied franchises. Today's discussions should be unreal. <laughs> our, our mission for today is going to be ex to explore the rumors, speculation, and try to color them with, with some of the facts that we do know. But before we get into it, let's go ahead and meet today's Spartan cast, uh, a team who rarely has issues with their tools. First up, we have Spartan Jesse, AKA Mr. Down Cabeza. How's it going, Mr. Jesse? I, I don't like that you know that about me, but thank you. <laughs> How's everyone doing? I've been trying to play Overwatch and I haven't been able to get in a single match. It's been a great week. Uh, yeah, so um, yeah, that's, uh, we definitely won't have, I don't, has anybody even had a chance to play Overwatch? Pre-Drag, Pre-Drag is the only one who's been able yeah. to get in. Pre-Drag's oh. played enough matches that he's gotten a rank now. Apparently on PC, oh, wow. you can just change it to uh, Asian. You instantly get in. That's what I heard nope. recently. I've tried oh, Asia. I've tried. So oh, if your man. account is borked with the whole merge thing still uh, being in process, doesn't work anyways. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, we'll move on. Uh, that, that's uh, everything. Uh, that's all our, our updates on Overwatch. Halo didn't Next launch we... like this. <laughs> it did not. No, it did not. I was, you know, I was just thinking about that. I was like, well, something launched a little not bit. this one. Suffered. It's. A blizzard curse it is mm. like diablo 3 same um mm. they just they get hammered by different yeah, countries yeah, yeah just non-stop and, the DDoS and i agree more they've been great red dead redemption 2 on pc one of the best games ever made plays so much better than it does on a controller on <laughs> console okay well i um thanks for letting me know Look, Look, I'm going to heal the world and bring it together. I've got one of the Kylie Jenner, Kendall Jenner, whoever she is, called, uh, Pepsi's. Yeah, that's no, Pepsi. Huh. All right. I'm bringing everyone together. Next up, we got Spartan Ursul, a.k.a. Mr. Soul Blaza. So, how you doing today, man? Good, good. I'm still I'm still pretty sick, Um, so I'll be muting myself moment, like, like as it goes through when you'll see me just like coughing. Copycat. Like, I was sick first. <laughs> like that, basically, throughout <laughs> the stream. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm good. I'm glad to glad to be here because I think uh, it's been what three weeks, right? It's the last episode. Yeah, yeah. I, and I, we are going I, to take a little longer break next time mm. too for all the timing of everything. Yep. Yeah, we got to time things out. Yeah, it feels like uh, a lot of us have been going through sicknesses. Uh, mm. You know, Jesse with the COVID, you got sick. I feel like I'm coming down. Well, he went to Florida, so it's probably, it's probably COVID. COVID. It's probably cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was in Florida. That's what we give people. I did the rapid test. Comes negative, but the rapid test apparently is not the best. Bring your money and take our COVID. <laughs> you know, yeah, we're kind of we're kind of running like uh, three for three's netcode right now. All right. So next up, we got Spartan Austin, aka Mr. Austin Ford Games. How you doing, man? I'm here, my dudes. It has been an interesting few weeks. Uh, I I just. Just want to play video games, man, and it's like none of them fucking work right now. So <laughs> it's great. get Red Dead Redemption two on your PC. Oh my god, that game! Uh, uh, one of the best yeah, ever. no, the, the first two thirds of it are legendary. Okay, I never got past the ten hours. I just couldn't deal with the controls on the. Uh, yeah, on a on a console, it's rough, especially thirty FPS. But on PC, hmm. never played. Yep. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't feel like I felt like that was the most overrated game of 2018. But anyway, uh, we won't get we won't we won't get into that one. So finally, it's your host Spartan Abe, aka <laughs> Bad Mother. 
And uh, yeah, just like I just said a few minutes ago, uh, if I if I I might disappear here and there throughout the show, we'll see how this goes. Mm. <laughs> We're all kind bring, of bring bring your uh, get. Do you have like a lapel mic or something, or maybe you can just turn your headset mic on and then we can just keep talking to you while you're in the bathroom. Mm. <laughs> that that would just be awesome. That would just be fitting, you know. Uh, but anyways, yeah. Let's so let's get into it, guys. Uh, there's going to be a lot to talk about. Yeah. We might spend a lot of time on on really one subject because there's a lot of a lot of angles to to what's going on so uh early in the week or actually was it was it over the weekend should uh, we can this... we touch on the the lighter stuff first the stuff that you we want to do that time on yeah all right let's let's go through that fast right. um ursula was stuff. uh at uh at hcs orlando <laughs> that's where he got that the time stamp. yes yes i was and yeah it'd be fun to kind of check check, check on this first because we did came before technically all this stuff um, but yeah, I'll just, uh, I'll, I'll Look just at this Twitter go thread. over my experiences. Yeah. So my first day there, I was really excited. I, I, uh, I did a quick Twitter thread. I told myself I'd update it and keep taking pictures, but I just kind of just got absorbed at the event itself. But you got you guys... absorbed by all the COVID around you. <laughs> have you guys been to a gaming event before? Like, uh, no, yeah, I participated not... in the Halo four world championship. Nice. Oh, uh, didn't get very far. I got my ass kicked by like a yeah, 12 year old so... or whatever, but <laughs> Okay, this was, I, I went to the wrong convention at first, and I walk in, and I'm like, there is no way this is a Halo convention. No way at all. What is going on? Turns out this giant convention center has a north and a south side, and the north side mm -hmm. is another 20-minute walk away, after I already walked 20 minutes to south, covered in sweat, because it's like 100 outside. But to the actual convention, so before this, the only other gaming convention I'd been in was, uh, I went to a League of Legends uh, finals once. It was in Detroit. I figured, what the hell, I haven't been to Caesar Arena yet, so I went to it. A lot of fun. Um, but that was like a traditional sporting event where, like, you know, you're sitting in the crowd and you have your decorated seat and you're there just to spectate. What was super cool about this Orlando event, and I'm guessing Halo events in general, is that there are more conferences, less stadium events. So you get there, you can walk around, you can check out various areas. There's a main stage where people are watching that. There's side stages where people are watching the other games. There's an open stage for people doing, like, like teams that just want to come and compete. You can be any team. You sign up, you show up, and you compete. And you just make it as far as you can. Giant warthog in the center, booths, that kind of stuff. Like overall, it was it was a really fun time. Um, and the finals, I'm not sure if did any of you guys watch um, online the, uh, yeah. the games. Well, the finals had uh, Optic playing, Optic Gaming, and holy crap, that crowd is something else. They just go off. It, it was amazing being there live, but I could tell that people thought it was a little obnoxious on the stream. But <laughs> sorry, overall, it was a really fun event. I got this hat. From there, it's a really, really cool hat. I definitely made sure to pick it up. Um, but so I to, to bring it back into our usual Halo talk. So you know how like you have Halo discourse online, right? Or us in the podcast or whatnot, and then people bring up various issues or problems they had, right? Online, it's it's so much wow. easier for me to kind of dismiss them or be like, like yeah, sure, I, I get you have this issue, but like, how sure am I that you're here to actually you know want the game to be better, or if you're here just to riff on 343 and Halo, right? Because, I mean, we've all done online communications. It's it's very obviously not it's, it's very mixed. You know, the cool part mm. was attending this event was, like, everyone there was there for Halo. So even mm. though I got, a, I heard a lot of complaints and a lot of problems, a lot of issues, I, like, I took it more seriously because I'm like, yeah, these guys yeah, are still care. big fans. Exactly. They still care, and they want the game right. to be better. So I'm not, their complaints aren't coming in one year out the rest, right? It's actually, like, these guys want things to be better, and it became, it made it seem a lot more real. A lot of the mm. issues, a lot of the complaints, blah, blah, blah. 
in in that perspective. But overall, like I went there and I'm thinking like, it's a dead game. It was a very no seriously. It was a, it was a very popular event, especially the last day, the the finals. People were screaming. Every seat was taken. People were standing up watching on the sides. Uh, it was an amazing time. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Thanks. Yeah, and it gave thanks, a really man. cool bunch of drops. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Twitch. And what's interesting is now they're finally doing it the next event that if you attend, you get the drops just automatically. Because right now everyone had to mm. attend and go home and oh. put their stream on to make sure they got it. I do that on Sunday <laughs> oh, night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, it's, you know, and that is the one thing, like this sandbox, I, I do think it, it will continue to age well from a competitive standpoint. You know, the yeah. just the, you know, the dynamics of it. And I think anybody that's played arena shooters played halo for the years like i i think you know that this thing this the the, the 4v4 aspect of this game is going to hold up right yeah. like just just 100%. the way everything balances out and 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 just the the use of the equipment and the skill gaps and everything and it makes it does make like you know it's the thing, funny thing though so it's kind of like I don't know if any of you guys are like this as kids or if you guys are like big sports fans growing up. I was, you know, like, you know, your team wins a big game, you know, uh, Pistons would win a big game in the playoffs. I'd go out there and start pretending like I'm one of the players, you know, it's like, it, it, it's kind of the same thing a little bit. I mean, except, except I don't have to worry about blowing up my back or, 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 yep. or shredding an ankle when I go out to play Halo after. It's a very you, real thing. Yeah. Yeah, you watch these guys and you're like, oh man, like I maybe if I practice, I could pull that move off yeah. and stuff. Right. First thing I and... did was I went home and I started playing the game, and right away I could tell them like, man, I feel like everyone just got a little bit better. Like the days or two after this tournament. <laughs> uh, what are you gonna say, Austin? Jump in there, man. No, no, no. I, I was, I was just agreeing. Um, it's, it's very much so a real thing. Like nothing, nothing's cooler than seeing like pro, pro, pro game uh players like any any pro gamer any for for any game whether it's halo or league of legends or anybody just absolutely dominate like really show off why they're the ones up on that main stage um and and that that energy is incredibly infectious i i've never gone to a uh halo event that was specifically for like hcs halo Mm. um you know, I've always gone to like RTX and stuff like that, and they've always oh, had cool. yeah. presences uh, there. But like, even even that absolutely goes wild. And I think I think you almost get a, a, a different experience with that because you have people that don't watch competitive Halo mm. that are like, "Oh my god, this is infectious! This is yep. awesome! Like yep. everyone's freaking out! This is so cool!" And I I have to imagine that that Orlando was just an absolute blast. Man. Yeah. I mean, the nice thing about Halo is like a lot of competitive games. I mean, I watch a fair bit of esports here and there, and a lot of games are difficult to just drop in and drop out watch wise because it's like, hey, some games don't spectate well. Overwatch, I always thought didn't spectate well for the, for the pro scene for whatever reason, the way the abilities are done, blah blah blah. CS:GO, you're just like, how do they know everyone? How do they know what they all are? Like, is what I'm can they see what I can see? Which like, they're behind the walls. But Halo is it's a very easy game to spectate, and I feel like that they really helps them out. I know uh, viewership-wise, yeah, it's not the best uh, compared to anything else, but them breaking 100K um, at this tournament, yes, Optic helped for sure, but like that's more views or that's almost as many views as their first major tournament had when Halo Infinite had like a lot of hype going into it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, so that's, it's, that's you know. the thing, and like the thing that tells me that I'm wrong about Halo these days, which is like people people love the competitive scene mm. in Halo, and they'll they'll always be around. 
like people people that don't really even play halo much anymore yeah. will always want to yeah. watch competitive halo because it's it's exciting no matter which game it's in uh it's always it's always really cool to see there were periods during like reach and like halo 4 that i was like eh, take it or leave it but mm -hmm. basically for the rest of that you know 21 almost years now it's just been it's just been super cool to to watch people that are just godly at this game infinite other focus. gods exactly <laughs> infinite focus on readability a lot right we, we all know this yeah. we all talked about it when the game came out and it really shows when you watch the competitive scene where like even the like a great explosion will come and make much the internet immediately disappear in like point well and they did they later. did a lot here with the with the uh spectating anyway yeah. this seems to be a unique build of halo infinite that like displays team names in games yeah um yeah. it it does a, a way better job of providing that sort of spectator experience it even seemed like latency which you know it seems like every halo tournament for the last five or six years has had a <laughs> yeah. real latency problem yeah uh you know halo 5 introduced like the spectating mode in general yeah um the the spectating seemed to be way cleaner it didn't seem like people were hitting shots where like mm -hmm. your reticles here and mm -hmm. the dudes like way over here um mm -hmm. it, it was just a way cleaner event and uh it's know, even Tashian... more cleaner compared to their own stuff I mean, yeah no 100 like, like this tournament compared to say riley had way fewer crashes way fewer issues like right. you can tell they're still working on these builds but sorry you're saying tashi yeah, Tashi, uh, um, uh, buddy of mine from you know a decade ago or so, uh, and head of esports for three four three. Yeah, yeah. If uh, if people aren't familiar, Tashi's uh, head of esports over there at three four three. Um, got got on Twitter and announced a bunch of changes. Yes, to, to, worlds, to right? worlds. That blew uh, my which mind. Which is crazy soon to make those changes. Yeah, and it's not something you know. I'm not super in tune with HCS these days, mm -hmm. but like all of the pro players that i saw responding to tashi about it were stoked about the changes um which basically just lets third place teams continue to compete mm -hmm. uh mm -hmm. off of main stage but still it's not eliminating third and fourth place teams anymore like worlds is of course the next major tournament's happening in like three two weeks or so and they already had the bracket set up and everything set up but just like a few days ago people brought up they're like hey listen like these teams get eliminated and they get third and fourth get eliminated they have very little chances to play you know that kind of thing and then within like a day Tashi's yeah. team went and changed. It, honestly, the speed in which they changed that still blows my mind because that is not an easy thing to do. They well, you have to imagine it. that they were probably talking about it already. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Admittingly, it does mean less show matches, which I'll be honest, some of the most fun I had there was uh, the Halo 3 throwback match. It of was course. just, everyone was just having fun, right? People weren't taking it seriously. And Walshi is hilarious. So. <laughs> Now, a lot of these guys that have been around for a long time are just super good with their smack talk. They're, yes. they're great to watch. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, it's super cool. Uh, Worlds is going to be the first time HCS has ever done a four-day-long event. So yeah. if if you have the opportunity during that four-day span, I can't even remember when that is. I want to say that's in November. Mm -hmm. um, 20th like, to 24th this month. Oh, months. of October. Yeah, it's about to come. That's yeah. so soon, man. So Jeez. soon. And this is leading right into it. There are a lot of cool stories in this event, like... Uh, teams that climbed up that weren't supposed to rivalries that were formed yeah, all yeah. things like that and it's just it's really cool leading into it i've never really been into sports like physical sports i should say i've only ever really been into say dota 2 which is always insanely sure. hype when the tournaments go just because they're playing i like get that growing players. up in toronto because all the all the teams there are terrible <laughs> <laughs> well, windsor okay which detroit does not make much better so I, i'll uh <laughs> yeah detroit sports these no, days De man detroit's the is even worse the That's Lions season's over and it hasn't even gotten cold yet, but keep going. And they're one of the best scoring teams in the league, and it doesn't matter. 
<laughs> but I won't hijack the show with sports. But no, but, but like, yeah, keep, I, keep going. I, I hear what you're saying. So like like the the drama around yeah. esports, yeah. especially for a game like Halo, is is just like we call anime stories, right? Characters that are like, for example, in this one there was uh, someone like players Cloud get nine. taken off a team exactly. and traded. A Cloud Nine player got traded for another team, and that team Cloud Nine beat that team, and it was like uh, finally, you know, like redemption match. They call. <laughs> you love to see it, man. It's so cool. It's oh, pro wrestling man. is is always yeah. and it's awesome. <laughs> no, definitely. Awesome, but yeah, Worlds is coming up really soon. Um, it's gonna be a really good time. If the leaked drops are true, we're gonna get some really cool looking armor. There's like this black yeah, like, set the piece diamond looks coating. Yeah, oh man. So definitely keep an eye out for that, guys, for sure. And I don't, I don't wanna talk up the entire channel on on the competitive talk, but even if you don't play Halo competitively, these, these matches are honestly fun to watch. Give it a shot one day. Yeah. I'd like to. Yeah. I'd like to just very quickly. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. Go ahead. I, I, I think. I think it's worth us mentioning the world premiere uh, yes. that we yeah. got at at HDS Orlando, um, which you know some people had expectations set fairly high for it. Um, I'll be honest, myself included there. Uh, but it was a, a remake of the Pit from Halo Three. The Forge map. Yeah. Uh, Forge made remake of the pit and like some some interesting changes and stuff made to it. Uh, but for the most part, it was it was the pit. Um, I was so personally pretty let down by this. <laughs> um, not because it was a Forge remake, not because it was the pit, but because it was a single Forge remake and it was just the pit. Mm. Um, and we still really don't have a solid date for when this is even going to be in the game mm -hmm. yet. Yeah, which all just felt really weird. They somebody on Twitter uh, from three four three eventually said that it had been worked on for six to eight weeks uh, leading up to the event to be revealed. Um, I personally feel like we've seen way more appealing uh, maps, visually speaking, in the game from community members and from three four three themselves thus far. I was pretty bummed out by how it looks right now i dig sort of the like cyberpunky sort of uh vaporwave aesthetic that it has going on but i'd love to i'd love to hear from you guys as well like what what y'all were kind of feeling as far as 343 using this as a way to get more viewers to to watch by calling it a, a world premiere yeah so i i'll guess i'll i'll, I'll step in on that because mm -hmm. i I, I didn't feel as emotional about it because i didn't i i think i i knew i think we knew it was going to be forge mm -hmm. um and that nothing was going to come out before forge, forge releases ready. yeah yeah at least that was my expectation so yeah but, well uh but, michael michael shore said it in the sacred icon discord that yeah. uh straight up like we can't put forge content in the game until mm -hmm. we can call those api and the api isn't going to be in the game until forge is in the game <laughs> So I think I what my expectations were tempered going into that, but I also uh, feel like the messaging on that was a little off because I think when you call something a world premiere and you do hype it up, and I understand they want to drive people to the to the event. Um, it's I think you do have to try to give them a little bit more, and that maybe they did and they couldn't get there. But I I do feel like the uh, the build up versus what they landed wasn't there, especially. And, and, and this is not, I mean, this this is just kind of a victim of the circumstance as well, is if that was the first time we ever saw something in Forge, we would have been like, oh, wow, like you can make some really, really totally. impressive stuff. But the thing is, we see impressive leaks like every day, you know, <laughs> and, and that's that's the issue, I think, right now is like we've been seeing cool stuff and, you know, not just maps, but, you know, 
game types and maybe that's a good transition but you know, we've been seeing really cool forge things already and so this just felt like it, it looks nice now i would say that um I, I feel like this aesthetic i i like the coloring and everything I, I i feel like it loses a little bit of the pit uh identity a little bit so i would like a different color but whatever that's just that's just my personal opinion it still looks nice like i i could see this applied to something else and you know liking it but uh it, i i just think that based on all the information we've already got about forge the reveals we got the leaks that we've had this wasn't enough they probably needed at least a couple a couple of remakes if they're going to you know do something like that right i mean two two i mean two is still would have been light but i would have been like okay that that would have been better right so that that's probably my biggest issue is just the the expectations they set before they delivered it. Other than that, I you know it, I I think it looks nice. It's a it's a I like purple. I guess I'm like Nick. <laughs> I like purple. So uh, it's like in it, in purple is kind of a, a a color. I guess it was used in Halo Five a lot, but it wasn't. It, I don't think we've seen a lot of it in Infinite. So it was kind of refreshing yeah, to see that true. that color scheme come back. So I I did like the way it looked, but I just felt like it didn't land the way uh i think anybody most people's expectations um i, I think a lot of people are used to older like map packs and getting a bunch of things at once and i yeah. don't i just don't think they're interested in that i think they want the absolute best quality they can make mm -hmm. and if having in total three for the winter update like having the pit and then the ones they've already talked about if they have those ready and good to go and they think they're as good as the other ones like they're they're really focused more on quality than quantity knowing that quantity will come from the community with forge so yeah, and on their yeah. end i think they they definitely want this is the best we can do we're not putting something out until we're at a, a level where we feel comfortable at comfortable and to clarify about. quality doesn't mean visual quality for a map right. like this you know what yep, I mean? Because they announced that this map is joining the ranked rotation in the next season, which means this map needs to be ranked ready, which means it needs to be play tested the crap out of, which means every mm -hmm. little ramp, every little thing, everything needs to kind of be, you know, like focused on perfected already after the few show matches they had. They had people going, hey, so this part doesn't make sense. That doesn't make mm -hmm. sense. Work on this, work on that. You know what I mean? So in that aspect, community map can look as pretty and as beautiful as ever but they're never going to be as like blocked out or as tested as maps like these. That being said, I do hope they still touch up on the visuals. There's a giant work in progress in the trailer. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping right. that means they'll still work on the visuals because not that it, I think it looks bad, but that I think it looks sometimes a little too, um, not generic, but like hard sterile. to tell which parts. Exactly. Sterile in, in yeah. a way. Like it needs a little bit more. Mm. Uh, Can't make babies. Yes. Well, in terms the, of the old, yeah, the old pit had that right the, exactly. the old pit had this really lived in feeling and that's that was the thing that's missing to me i agree with you so mm -hmm. maybe it's not, it, part of it might be the color scheme but the other part is just that it looks too clean yeah too like too it, brand, it looks like a yeah. forge map when i don't think it needs to look like a forge map right not with right. infinite forge you know no i mean yeah. i, I think, like i think i think like aesthetically if they if they are going for like my interpretation of it being like this vaporwave kind of thing. I mm. get it. They did the pit in Halo 3. They did pit uh pitfall, I think is what they called it in four. Yeah. Um, and like it was even more like broken down and decayed and everything mm. like that. So like this yeah, being a nice yeah. juxtaposition as far as aesthetics go makes sense to me. But like if <laughs> if if there is a forge map that we've seen so far, either from the public or from like leak builds, 
that looks like that looks like a forge map like like you would compare to halo 5 this is unfortunately yeah. it right now yeah yeah yep yeah. uh, so it's probably the, the simple thing of getting the blocking gun and then that's the rest are the graphics because i mean that's what john said he, the beginning like 40 hours of the one that he they showed off of his right was getting it all laid out and then it, mm -hmm. he did like over 60 hours of getting all those little touches in mm -hmm. for the the look of it so yeah so know. talking about the actual reveal itself i am definitely a bit of the opposite boat um as you guys obviously kind of makes sense though because like uh, there's a difference between, you know, being online and watching and waiting for a world premiere, waking up early and just going there anyways and being like, hey, it's showing up on the stage, right? But also one thing that really helped me was the moment they got that tweet saying world premiere, I think like within like 30 minutes, I saw Tashi's tweets where he's like, hey guys, it's not a new game mode. It's not a cosmetic. And then right away, I'm like, oh, so what's a Forge map? Okay. Like there's literally nothing. Oh, else. no, like we, we knew, <laughs> like, I don't think, I don't think we knew definitively, but like, I, and like and some of it, some of it again is expectation not set by three four three, not their mm. fault, but like leakers that are like prolific or, or uh, uh, you know what I'm trying to say uh, that that get get leaks right a lot. I, I totally lost yeah, the word. They kind of um, screwed up a bit, like, right? I, some narrows, people, well, some people said that the narrows thing was proven to be fake. Okay, some people said that <laughs> that there are references currently in the game files mm. um, mm -hmm. that reference Forge remakes of a couple of Halo 3 maps. So that's Guardian, that's yeah. like my fault. I did expect uh, more than that one, I'll be honest. Right. I did. I'm like, okay, they're going, they're going to play maybe a best of three on, or best of two, let's say on, on you know, like another map. That'd be cool. Um, the fact that it was just Pit was a little disappointing. Um, I'll be honest though, uh, just like, the, the initial trailer when they showed it was like a hype montage of um, the Halo 3 pit replays, and it was super cool. And the very end of that trailer, there's like this little smidge of like switch sword to like the Forge map. The moment right. that does, the crowd went crazy. We're just like, oh, like oh, absolutely. We all knew it was coming, but <laughs> like, like Jesse said though, like if if on November 8th we get the pit, and then I can't even remember the names of the other two. If they're like solid maps, then like three, three, yeah. you know, new maps. I'd I'd say new maps. Um, as long Forge. as they have a playlist for Community Forge stuff, uh, absolutely. Yes, I mean yeah. they need to work it into every playlist, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, uh, maybe, maybe not ranked. Maybe you only put the pit in ranked. But anyway, uh, as long as they're good maps, then like three, like brand new. Here's Forge. Here's Forge maps. That's that's solid. I think and that three arena maps at that. By the way, a lot of people complain that one right. came out of one arena, so they only play arena, so they don't get the map. Blah blah blah. Three arena maps is, is interesting. I think Argyle was one. I forget the other one, but the other point regarding the views, the problem was like even when this so-called world premiere was happening, the views were only at like 25, 30k compared, and then the rest of the event it was at 60, 70, and ended up with like 111. Right. So that's why I kind of think like like views wise, it wasn't really that big of a deal because it really didn't bring that many people in. Or their so-called mm -hmm. world premiere and the actual showcase match itself was, was a blast <laughs> to watch so, and there's a difference i guess being there everyone cracking up walshi going off on them them going off on Walshie. um i feel like it was a really cool event for the people there but i could 100 see how for people folks just watching online like expecting a fair bit more from a so-called world premiere i definitely get that yeah yeah so we'll, we'll kind of move on from there, but you know, you, you brought up some good points. So, you know, like, the, and this is something too, we, we hear, hear it a lot online. And I think there's a lot of lack of understanding in terms of like the maps that go in the playlist, a lot of the development is the testing, you know, hmm. especially it's a new sandbox. So you, you know, taking these maps one for one, the way they were laid out previously may not work with the new, mm -hmm. uh, with the sprint slide clamber, 
you know, uh, just just all the, just the little differences uh, that that are in this sandbox versus previous ones. So, um, but you know, kind of moving on. Uh, Sorry, so we, just really quick about yeah. that part. It's yeah. not even like you can say that, but there's also even more to it. If yeah. a match is coming into ranked, so one thing these pros are—they are very finicky. Um, <clears throat> by that, what I mean is, right now at the event itself, there was no mangler use, no sword use. So even though the sword is on the map, it's right there. It's on Catalyst. It's in Recharge. They're literally shooting over the sword at someone across the map, but they refuse to pick it up. So like these pros are already kind of really finicky with weapons they consider too OP or too hard to balance, whatnot, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, you got to kind of be careful when this is the crowd that you're dealing with when it comes to these ranked maps. You know what I mean? Right, so it's even right. more work for these guys. Uh, Before we, we, we transition, can I take over the show for one minute? You could do it. So I just set up our live stream November 5th for Extra Life. Um, and I set a donation goal of 250 bucks. And 20 minutes later, it was reached <laughs> by someone on our forums just do donated uh, 250. Wait, this is this off. year? Yeah, he literally, ju I just made this what and he just heck? already hit the donation goal. So thank you very much. I just felt that that donation very much deserved being called out. Yeah. The moment because I got an email saying, "Hey, you've reached your goal for the year." I'm like, "What the fuck? <laughs> I just made that a half an hour ago." So uh, we, we yeah. some awesome people in the community. So we'll play a lot of Halo on November fifth. I'm sure. Join us. We did have an old <laughs> super chat too, by the way. Sorry, we didn't. Uh, ah, yeah, from oh, Tommy. Let's, let's yeah, let's jump into our super chats real quick before we move on. Yeah. It's just the one from Sonu before okay. we went live. Um, it's Unreal with a capital U. <laughs> It's almost 2023. How about the Unreal, the capital U, changes for HCS World Cup? Unreal, capital U. I tell you, brackets, did I mention it's Unreal, capital U? <clears throat> yeah, we're going to get into the, some un, <laughs> Unreal discussions for sure. Um, one more smaller thing that we'll, we'll just touch on. So obviously we just talked about the competitive, then we also talked about Forge, which hopefully is going to open up that whole other side of the game, right? The, yeah. the, the yep. social aspect, which has been, you know, something that, you know, I think infinite's really, uh, really been needing yeah, to, 100%. To, to do a lot more with. Right. And so, uh, so we did get a little bit more of a forge reveal. I think we're going to we're going to spend more time on forge when we get through all the shows. Mm -hmm. Uh, but is there anything you guys wanted to, wanted to really quickly touch on from the, the lighting reveal that they just did? Uh, I'm super, super stoked about uh, baking light, being able to bake lighting in a way that you can make maps truly dark. Mm. The idea of mm -hmm. playing Infection whenever that eventually comes to the game Man. on a map that is like virtually pitch black, if not pitch black with like a couple little spotlights here and there, uh, is going to be like ridiculously fun. I'm such a baby. I don't play horror games <laughs> yeah, because I, I'm a crybaby. Um, I cannot wait to just like shit my pants playing infection <laughs> and not just infection in in general the, the potential for horror like little mini horror games is is really high halo's always had a bit of a horror feel to it when it when it needs it to or when it wants it to yeah with mm -hmm. uh, legit pitch black give your kid give your character a flashlight and be like go set the ambient noise to creepy menacing you know like there's just so much they can do 
Well, and John, John mentioned it too. He was, uh, you know, he was on our last podcast and talked about, you know, somebody who's on the porch console, the difference the lighting makes, right? And he said that really, that's where you're going to see like a, 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 a just a giant difference between what looks like a forge map and why it's they're going to start looking like developer maps and so they they delved into that a little bit i also like agree with you that just some of the gameplay possibilities just with the lighting alone is going to be interesting yeah. right because uh we well it'll be already... interesting to see if that's something that you can tie to the, the scripting like if you yeah. can implement like a time of day to that your multiplayer cool. map um i i i wouldn't get my hopes up too high because the lighting has to bake every time you yeah. change the lighting. Right. Um, yeah. But like the potential, the possibilities that are there, very exciting. Yeah. Not yeah. even counting of... pitch. Sorry. No, go, go, go ahead. I'm saying not even counting pitch black. Like they, they later in the video, they show off just nighttime on like a ring environment. And it was like significantly darker than the campaign's nighttime. And it looked really good. It was still lit up with the giant stars and everything in the sky, but it wasn't like. Are we sure this isn't like day, but like a little darker on day, like that it was in the game? This is really cool. Yeah, and and, yeah. and with equipment, you you know that you can mm. that can play into that as well, right? So, and I think the one of the modes coming up next season or in the winter update is going to actually take advantage of that. So you could probably like script equipment, right, or mess with the equipment settings. I wonder if you could yeah, set up people an have been messing up them a lot. Do you think you could set up an equipment that's just like a flashlight? Or like a, I'm sure. I'm sure you could. Something? You can. You can make completely custom equipment items. That's that cool. it's not. It's not like you know. This is a grappling hook base, so it functions like a grappling hook, but it does something different. Like they have shown off that you can, or not three four three yet, really. Um, <laughs> but uh, the community members have shown off that, like, just like you can make custom power ups, you can make custom equipment items. Um, Guys, get this. Get, unreal uh, in infection. Let's <laughs> let's hypothetical season season four. Uh, all the non-infected, the guns have have flashlights on them, and it's pitch pitch dark out there. That'd be so, so cool. The flood, I'm so the so you know so yeah, the flood can see you from. I mean, the from first a time I boot up a match and I see, I see somebody <laughs> like pull out an energy sword and it like grows out in the dark. I'm gonna I like that is something that I've kind of always Pause. wanted without really realizing I've wanted. Like that is so cool. It's, You've always wanted one that that glows in the dark. I guess. And they showed off like I think another thing I took off from the video was just how professional everything looked. They showed off yeah. the heat mapping, and I'm like, dude, mm -hmm. this is this is a community forge tool. Like it literally looks like the Unreal demo. You know the UE five demo we had a few days ago, mm -hmm. a few weeks ago. It looks what? like this. I was just talking to somebody about that yesterday, and this might get into some of the unreal talk that we'll get into. Oh, yeah, sorry, but you know, but 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 basically, you know, yeah, the the uh, the basically what you're looking at with Forge, it is just like a GUI. It is just like it is giving you access to the subspace engine. It's just a mm. high level, more streamlined access for gamers, you know, than what the developers get. But it is like the slip space engine and it is an interface essentially. Yeah. So you, you know, that, that it, a lot of it just depends on what they decide to kind of build into that. But uh, it feels like the possibilities for them to continue to expand on it are uh, infinite. So <laughs> they showed up the audio, how you could like queue it up, like set up audio spaces for the audio to play from this direction and that direction. Mm -hmm. Some really cool. And these days everyone has spatial sound, right? Everyone has headphones. Headphones really. No one really has the full five point two point two setup, but the headphones everyone oh, has. Right? So you're so okay. So you're the flood, and yeah. your 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 flood makes a sound while you're while you're running. But you can see the guys from far away, right? But when you get close, 
they'll be able to hear you. So yeah, I mean, it's just it, it's. I so mean, Jesse cool. Jesse played it up on screen earlier, but the the Forge map that they showed off that's like the camping scene. Yeah, where yeah, there are huh. like god rays coming through the trees from an artificial moon that's not there it's just like a dot that someone yeah. threw up in the sky and textured to look like a moon it's so cool and, and those trees so were just scaled up to that size like like the simple yeah. the scaling i can never get over just how simple something that simple makes such a big like the difference. only thing the only thing that i wish this forge had was like a true terrain editor mm, um yeah, yeah the the way that they're handling terrain editing is super cool it's a very creative way to get around not having it mm -hmm. but like man <laughs> yeah. regardless it looks so cool i mean hey never so say cool. never right i mean honestly i know i, I read no, so many takes this week or the last week of how like they should just move on which we'll get to they should just move on from infinite and go on something else and i'm like nah dude just imagine a forge like this with continuous updates and things the team wants to do that are cool right like imagine like eventually next year year after getting proper covenant ai in there right like stuff like that like it's possible I, I think we got an interesting it may or may not be pulled but i think that mm. we got an interesting question about something like this okay. um for for the questions portion uh that i'd love to to let to to hear you flesh out that thought uh when we if we get okay. to that yeah we're gonna have to get into this okay so let's let's do that yeah we're, we're almost we're almost half an hour or so in yeah um, yeah guys little... you know it'd be unreal as if Halo's <laughs> engine changed. All right, let's let's break this down. Do you guys you want to read it or you want me to read it? Who wants to, who likes to read? Um, uh, I'm, I can, I can read it. Are we are we going to jump into what are we jumping into first? The Windows here? Central. All right, so so let's set up the story. So basically, hmm. you know, Sean W came out with a rumor, uh, mentioned a few things. Apparently, it was a combination of some things he heard about the engine some things that he just speculated on which were you know completely wrong because bobby kotick can't go to a board that's not going to exist but uh <laughs> we won't get into like that those those things but so originally jez came out and he says all this is wrong and then <laughs> he comes yeah, back so to... i, oh, I go think ahead. i think i think a, a, a watered down version of this um not that you're not doing a great job of explaining sort of like <laughs> <not>. events. <laughs> <laughs> uh but like what what jez wrote in his article on windowscentral.com if you haven't seen that already please go take a look at it um is what we need to know jesse has it up on screen but it's a new report from youtuber sean w suggests that halo infinite's mm -hmm. battle royale codename tatanka is switching to unreal engine and perhaps even halo itself um beyond that we revealed exclusively uh earlier this year that tatanka is a battle royale light halo game designed to appeal to a new audience since the departure of bonnie ross many fans have been wondering what if any change in direction may be on its way for microsoft's flagship shooter franchise uh and we've been investigating sean w's rumors for the past week and can tentatively cooperate some aspects of it so like like you were saying abe uh mm. sean w did kind of go all over the place with his speculation uh on some of its uh, on some of it but Jez Corden has been able to uh, cooperate some of those things that were that were talked about in Sean W's original video. Uh, the biggest things being that we know as as recently as three months ago, Jez feels confident enough to say that he could basically confirm that as recent as three months ago, certain Infinity was still using slip space for Tatanka. Um, and I think that's that's kind of the biggest thing to keep in mind um as as we kind of talk about what it could mean 
for Halo Infinite to move over to Unreal, for a future iteration of Halo to move over to Unreal, uh, is that as recent as three months ago, which is very, very recent in game development, yeah. uh, it was still on the current Halo Infinite Slipspace engine. Yeah. And, you know, just to add a little bit more context to the story, that, you know, uh, 343 did try or did uh, prototype uh, Halo within Unreal 4 uh, during the development. So that's pretty, that's that's on record. That's no longer rumor. Uh, th now, the reasons why they didn't go for go with it is, you know, there's conflicting reports on that. Uh, obviously, the one that I think that's that's the prop that's the most widely accepted is that it didn't feel like Halo. They tried to get the the the, the feel of it, the the timing, the animations uh, to match, and then it, they said it still didn't feel like Halo. Now, I've been told by others that that really the biggest issue was the open world. Mm. Um, so like that, I think that was really the backbreaker with Unreal Four is because you know three four three definitely from a design aspect wanted to go with an open world. Unreal Four it was bad with open worlds because of the partition system. Uh, I won't, I don't fully understand game development, but that was kind of the gist of what I was told that that was kind of the the backbreaker on it. And because Unreal Five is is has come a long way with fixing that, it is it is a I think right now the one thing to kind of think about is it it is something that is much more feasible than it was at that time whether or not these rumors are true yeah you know the the thing i would not hold on to is well they tried it and it didn't work because there is there is some differences between then and now they didn't know at that time from what i understand at the time they didn't know that unreal 5 was going to be much better in the open world situation mm -hmm. they, didn't, they didn't know what the features of unreal 5 at that time were going to be so um so now that they have this um, it is normal for for studios to prototype different things and try out different things. Uh, we also know that certain affinity is going to be a big part of Halo going forward. Uh, they've hired up to a hundred people already that are just going to be dedicated to Halo. That's a lot of people, a lot of people. Uh, for for a support studio. Yeah, they have a lot of Unreal experience in that studio a lot of the job listings are unreal but that's kind of normal in the industry anyways um it is also worth mentioning that from what i understand a lot of the actual coding the language is very it's very similar between the between what subspace is unreal, and unreal written in language wise c plus plus c plus plus do we know what blam is written in C plus plus. Okay, <laughs> that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Same so, okay. so they they speak the same language. From what I now, from what I was told, is like there is still differences, and this is like part of mm. like what was in Jez's reporting and 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 Trier's reporting last year. Uh, that you know the the tool set, the the tool set they use, the interface that they use to 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 build in the commands is uh, is the area where uh, that slip space is really is not up to par, I guess that you could say. Now, I don't know how much of that's changed since then, but that was the reports back then. That was reports, some of the reports that Jez had. So all that stuff is relevant because, you know, part of the other uh, aspect of the reporting is that they struggled a lot because contractors took a lot of, took a lot of time to get up to speed for, and for anybody that's in technology, you, I think you can probably relate. If you're working with an interface that's a lot different than another interface, even if the tool, tool, if the two uh, tools do similar things, um, there's going to be a learning curve there. And when you're on 18 month contracts, that's going to uh, probably have a lot of impact. You know, so so these are some of the aspects and the reasons why I think they would even 
you know, consider it. Consider it but yeah. before I keep talking about it, I want to get some of your guys' thoughts kind of go around. Like, is there any other things? Um, well, first of all, when you heard this kind of like, what was your initial thoughts? Uh, and kind of like, where are you guys right now on this? Do you want to? Who you're taking a deep breath there, Austin? You want to go first? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I can. I wanted I wanted either Jesse or Soul to go. I feel like I've yeah. been dominating the conversation. Yeah, let's do that. Jesse, you've been quiet, and I know you've been saving your voice after COVID. So. Mm. Oh <laughs> no, I was just going through and and producing and doing some stuff. Oh, but um, okay. For the most part, <clears throat> like with an engine thing, especially with a whole new group coming in of leadership, and mm -hmm. you know, even if it is like offshoots or different things, I, I don't think I don't think Halo Infinite is changing. Halo Infinite is built around slip space it's built around forge which is built around slip space but things down the line if it's easier for them with so many of their you know sister studios under xbox and bethesda being real good with unreal if they can get that to work if they're doing different genres if they want to try something else while they've got a team working on future halo infinite campaigns like the endless and then they they want to work with other um offshoot studios to try a, a halo you know rpg or, or different genres whatever whatever it ends up being unreal could be a heck of a lot easier for that than trying to make slip space work in a different genre you know you unreal is going to have way more for those types of things already built in so it, it, future proofing trying to figure things out for possible sequels or spin-offs or things like that i could 100 see them going with something like unreal especially you can they've already been working with the coalition helping mm -hmm. with them on stuff and the coalition are freaking wizards um ninja theory are wizards like they've got a lot of support just not even having to go to outside studios just as part of the family they've got a ton of support if they do anything in unreal in the future yeah, yeah. Some good thoughts. Well, what about you, So? What was, I mean, what, what... so it might be if I thought... did bad thoughts, would you say, "Wow, those are some stupid thoughts"? Wow, well, Justin, <laughs> you, you fucking would. idiot! <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't think. Mm -hmm. anyone would no, say I mean, that. I mean, we we did do the uh, the TV show, uh, right? I mean, <laughs> how many times did I roll my eyes while you guys were like, "That oh, was cool." I'm like, so, anyways, <laughs> keep going, keep going. <laughs> anyone, when I first heard these thoughts, anyone, anyone, and I heard some, I read some terrible takes thinking that they were going to switch Halo Infinite to Unreal. I literally heard takes where they're like, hey, they should Realm Reborn this game. Just take it all off, remake the whole thing in Unreal, and ship it out again. You can't do that. Oh, not do that. God. It, first, this game's not dead. I, let's just get that out of the way. Second off, are you dumb? <laughs> but well, well, I mean, most people don't, they don't understand. Yes. Like, I, and honestly, I would not have. If I, you're I in an enthusiast people. gaming forum, right? Like, at least have a little bit of knowledge on something before I jump into conclusions is my hope to it. But well, I, that's, I think, yeah, yeah. I think it's okay to, to make it ignorant, come to ignorant conclusions, as long as you're willing to, to learn, I listen and, and learn from people that do know what they're talking See, but about. Then that draws back to my previous point of discourse. Halo discourse online right now is very much, uh, are these guys for real or are they just God three for three sucks and I gotta, gotta let this know. you know what I mean? It's hard. To no, there is like a whole persona built around like, you know, three four three bad forever. Yeah, Bungie seriously. should come back to Halo, even though it, like 
wouldn't <laughs> wouldn't be the same thing or at all. It's not even the same bungee, but anyways. Um and it's a learn slip space. But to the actual engine real. talk itself, I I feel like a cutting edge studio, which yes, I know a lot of people don't say, but three four three is. How about a bleeding edge studio? My friend theory. Um a cutting edge studio would be doing wouldn't be doing their jobs if they weren't checking every option. Right, mm, Unreal Engine yes. Five comes out. I have zero doubt that they have or are or are planning to prototype it and check it out for the future. Right, of course mm. they are. I mean, it, it makes sense that they should experiment with this. That being said, I think Epic had an amazing marketing uh, team or something behind Unreal Five. I don't know how it still works on anything besides a PlayStation Five. I was well, told well, that SSD was the only <laughs> way that those demos could run. Even besides that. Unreal 5 isn't this magical beast of an engine which has zero tech debt and is perfect for everything and is phenomenal and amazing, right? Have you seen Tim Sweeney? That man is a sex machine. He could sell it. <laughs> like people like to a person living in the desert. They they see something like switching to Unreal U, UE5 and like, oh yes, this is amazing. This is awesome news. It's not necessarily always good news. You know what I mean? Like you have to wait and see. Not every engine. Yes, yes, I know. Technically, all the feel of Halo is just the mathematics behind it, right? The logics, the yeah. how does the timings on this and that, blah blah blah. Technically, you can replicate that on any engine for sure, right? I mean, given yeah. enough time and resources, it's not impossible. That yeah. being said, there's a reason why they've stuck with Blam essentially, or in, until now, various changes of it, and why Bungie's still using it because it not it's not only that they know that it works, is that it works period for like the shooting and style that they want i'm not saying you can't you know well i i think but... to to that point so yeah. it was something that i was gonna say later but oh, yeah. i think you're, you're should be back and forth at man. least getting to it um is is obviously they were prototyping a few things when they mm. were working on infinite um unreal engine being one of them slipspace being one of them the the way that that probably panned out in my mind um beyond you know partitioning being in uh, like a big problem with unreal 4 uh, in general um i i think i think that it's the the way that you come to a conclusion when you're prototyping in engines and trying to figure out which one is going to be the better option is like how quickly are we iterating on this and exactly. how yeah. how much progress are we making versus the other thing at any given end of any sprint or or at any check-in or whatever mm -hmm. like i'm sure that unreal was actually probably going fairly well but the engineers at 343 that had been there for a while that were helping to develop this engine were probably seeing faster iterative success in Blam, which became Unreal, mm. or not Unreal, sorry, uh, it became <laughs> Slipspace. Slip uh, it, it had to have just been uh, even, even a slightly faster story of success there than what they were seeing with UE4. Um, if, if UE4 was holding them back at all and they were seeing a modicum of, of, uh, success in comparison in slip space then yeah they're going to continue with that why would they waste any more time doing that when they can then bring all of their engineers together to work on a thing that being said no no okay <laughs> well you know i was going to jump in there because i think you know there's a couple things um there's and i and i don't know if they are just uh you know like there, there's a few myths about you know and you brought it up you you brought it up so that you can replicate Halo in any engine, really. If you're going to take the time, so I was, I was about I was RPG talking, Maker. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, well, whatever. Yeah, Minecraft. No, but but uh, you know, I was talking. To, I was talking to somebody yesterday about this, and uh, who's a developer with Unreal, and basically was saying that yes, in Unreal there is templates, right? You have a third person template, a first person template, mm. and the first person template. If you were just to take that template and start using it, it won't feel like Halo. Like if you walk mm-hmm. up to a corner, uh, in the way that the way that the, the the edges will work with the game, you know, with with your character mm. may be different than the way they do in the blam engine or the way halo is working now but he said any aspect of that if, if a developer knows where to look you can go in there and you can rewrite that code right you can rewrite all of the physics that go with that the the the, the like how much you float with i mean job. unreal's unreal's compatibility with havoc uh which is yeah. the same physics engine yeah. that halo's been yeah. running on since halo 2 you mentioned that um, yeah. like that's that's a super super you know, it is it is a small slice of a very large pie, but like that that's a key thing. Uh mm-hmm. is like what what things work currently in the slip space engine that can be brought over to Unreal with as little pain as possible. Yeah. Um I think that there will are Cortana incredibly... have her badunkadunk. <laughs> <laughs> will will them will them like titties jiggle jiggle? Okay. Um, or, or not. Like <laughs> Uh, you know, what the, real, what the real e boys are really out here looking for, guys. There's enough um, Uwu games that have been made in UE5. You can go find yourself. Some you spend two dollars on Steam and play any kind of game you want to play. You it's, know it's what I mean? Not Nintendo never... anymore. <laughs> Nintendo, no more boobies. What the heck? Come on, Nintendo. It's why Give I'm never like completely dismissing these kind of rumors because, like, if they decide for the future that hey, we want to move to UE5, then hey, go for it, right? If that's what they worked on, if that's right. what they came to the conclusion of. I, I, it sounds like blasphemy for anyone to say, like, oh, I trust 343. <laughs> but, like, at the end of the day, yeah. they are the people that are in charge of the franchise. Yeah. And, like, I, worst case scenario, they came out with a game like Infinite again, where I play it every once in a while instead yeah. of playing it yeah. more than every once in a while. And, right. I like, mean, like, they I, haven't I also... missed gameplay wise, in my opinion, at least, right? Halo 5 was amazing. Halo 4 took some time to get there, but it was amazing after. Halo <laughs> it was great off the bat. <laughs> I'd say I'd say Halo 4 was a pretty big mess. Um well, well, it took him a few months, but at a certain point. That's Halo another show, another show. I'm I am i am with you, Austin. Halo 4, I don't like so, the but anyways, we'll, we'll, I, we'll, I think we'll, I think the thing <laughs> that I, I've been wanting to build towards and the thing yeah, sorry. it's funny, like I was like, oh no, like Soul and Jesse should go first. And then like the whole time I was just like, Yeah, like, go. Like, That's <laughs> why I was like, oh, um <laughs> I here's here's what I think is happening. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna get into the weeds of my little conspiracy brain. We haven't haven't gotten to flip that on in a while. All right, it's speculation uh, time. Let's do let's go there. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, what, yeah. What, what do we think that where do we think that what do we think makes sense and what doesn't so, make sense for the future of Halo? I'm gonna I'm gonna probably go through this quickly. Um Certain Affinity is building a Halo thing in Unreal Engine 5. Mm. It is not Tatanka. Tatanka will continue development in Slip Space because it will release as a part of the Halo Infinite suite uh, early with 2024, late 2023 at best um, with with like compatibility with Forge. Mm. Uh, Halo Infinite will not move to UE5. That's hilarious. God. What will happen is that Halo Infinite will eventually stop seeing the kind of support that the community wants to see out of it. Not that it's really had it so far, (laughs) Um, but like quarterly seasons, like 343 wants it to get to, it will be supported similarly in a way that the Master Chief Collection was supported for the last couple of years. Uh, And while, while they're like kind of slowing down support on Infinite, slowing down, really maintaining their current pace, um, while they're maintaining that pace, 
CA puts out Tatanka, goes full on hands down or head down on this UE5 Halo spinoff, ODST2, let's call it, uh, for for ease of ease of conversation. Uh Certain Affinity is working on a Halo spinoff. It's in Unreal Engine 5. 343 is then working on a sequel to Infinite, full-fledged sequel to Infinite in Unreal Engine 5. Uh, with uh, uh, consistent but fairly petered out support for Infinite, similarly to the Master Chief Collection. Full new multiplayer uh, everything? Say again? The, uh, the... Full new multiplayer everything for the new the sequel to infinite for three four three sequel like full-fledged sequel yeah 100 percent um here's the thing though they landed so well with infinite's gameplay loop in general i don't think that we see another title in the halo franchise of another like mainline title that diverges or like that that separates itself as much as like halo 4 did from three five to four infinite to five uh i think that we kind of stay where we are some like iterative changes but nothing as major as like five to infinite was. I think that this is kind of the bubble that three, four, three keeps halo in as far as gameplay goes. I think it is universally loved by halo fans. Um, so what are these, what are, what are the years by, by halo fans? But so I think, so, uh, so honestly, I'm going to jump in here. Cause I agree with a well, lot. I, I'm going to, I'm going to real oh, quick. I'm going right. to answer souls fast question. You're <laughs> yeah. okay. like timeline for this. Timeline right? was. Let's go exact. Tatanka's okay. 2024 realistically. Okay. Um, certain Affinity's Unreal Engine spinoff, they buys 343 time to put out a real game. 2026, full-on Halo sequel, 2027. So no Endless. No Halo Infinite. That would be the Endless. No but Infinite an campaign, DLC, or anything that's like that. Six years, five years between Infinite and that. Yeah, I guess that's enough time to build a full... Yeah. But, like, you know, you're getting, you're getting MCC-level at least support that entire time. How many years of seasonality would you say? 23 and 24? Um, through the end of 24. Yeah. So, so Austin, I agree with a lot of what you're saying, um, except there's some parts where I'm going like this kind of diverging with, with <laughs> diverging uh, with some of the, the, the thoughts. Now, all of us here as Halo fans, as somebody who freaking loved the, the the original trilogy, still my favorite all time, even though I put over two thousand hours in Halo Five. There, bingo. Um, <laughs> you know, I at the same time, and as much as I love the sandbox and the gameplay, and I don't really want them to change that, I also am, I think, realistic as a Halo fan uh, to realize that that as a Halo fan, that's why I love it. Um, but me as a base is shrinking in terms of the whole pie over time. And I think, you know, uh, there's always been this concern with, with, uh, with the ba within the base that, Hey, if Halo does a BR, they're going to split the base. And I'm like, here's the thing. The, the base is already split. The only thing is they're split to Fortnite, to apex, to call of duty, Warzone. To Valorant. Uh, they're, they're already split off to those other things. And I think, this is one of those things where I look at the Halo universe and I even look at some of the things they've talked about in time, you know, the, the, the fact that even uh, Pierre's mm -hmm. come out and said, Hey, you know, Halo can have multiple, we can, we can have multiple games, right? We can have different things. And, and even Joe Staten said that. It was like, like three, hey, four, we, reason for getting away from numbered entries anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Staten's even talked about, remember he said like the ODST experiment was one of his favorite things. I feel like they're setting the table right now to kind of tell us, you guys, we're going to Halo fans, you know, I, I agree with you, Austin. I think Infinite will continue to live on. Um, 
in conjunction with whatever they're going to do. It's not going to, they're not going to port this engine. It, it, I think it, Infinite will have somewhat of a support. I think Forge is going to be a big part of what keeps that thing going for forever, really in perpetuity. Um, and I think this could be the, the I think Infinite could be long-term what the uh, what the competitive community use you know plays Halo in for 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 ten years. I mean, honestly, it could be that right because just because they are they are prototyping and doing other things now to branch out Halo, there's almost no reason to rebuild this wheel. Like I I feel I'm like I'm gonna tell you right now, Halo campaigns will not sell on their own. You have to you have to have a multiplayer suite to sell Halo. Period. Well, and this has, is baby. Well, this is where I'm gonna. This is where I'm gonna go, Austin. Because uh, and this is I don't think I don't think the Halo the Halo S Halo fan, which I am, uh, and I listen to all the other Halo S Halo fans who are a little bit more vitriolic than I am, but about it. But you know, like they, uh, yeah, don't want don't want the change, right? You know, I I even think about um, things like. You know, if you're trying to reach the Fortnite crowd, you know, they're, they probably, if they pick up a game and there's not an ADS, they are going to get frustrated. Um, the, the time to kill, all that stuff. I think Halo can go, I've wanted this for a while. I, I feel like 343, if, if you listen to the history, you listen to Josh Holmes talk about it, through, throughout his throughout their entire existence, there's always been this this creative infighting. And I, and I, and I know that was done with the best of intentions. They wanted new ideas in there. Um, they've spent way too much time in the creative process, in the experimental process. And at the end of the day, it's just like, I, I don't think you'll ever be able to make Halo something that's going to appeal to this to these, like the modern, the, the, the new generations that didn't grow up with the nostalgia that we did uh, and still meet our expectations. And I think that it's best for Halo and for all of us, <laughs> really, for them to have to, to have different sets of, of a, a, appeals within the universe. Halo, just like Star Wars, has a broad, <laughs> as, a, as a lot of lore, it's a broad universe. I mean, what, they're gonna come out with two Star Wars games a year, apparently, at some point, you know, in God. the future. I mean, none of those are going to play like each other, right? You can do similar things with Halo. I think they can experiment with Halo. They can they can create it. They can create a, a, a single player campaign that's open world with RPG elements that will piss everybody who's an old school Halo fan off. But that might be the thing. If you look at if I look at all the top playing all the games with legs, you know they don't play like the they, they're not. They're not Halo. They're not linear games. They're not even you know smaller open world games. They are big games that are 80, 100 hours. And I think that's what that's what the uh, casual community wants. You mean single player? Um, yeah, single player wise. And I think that even for the Battle Royale, like they, they're going to have to basically say what's going to work for these crowds. They can't, I don't think they're going to be able to merge those. And I think that I just look at Infinite as this is, this is for you Halo S Halo fans. Uh, we got this incredible forge mode you guys can do whatever the hell you want and we're giving you more tools to continue to support your own game and and do and build things cool things and continue to keep i think this exciting for a long i think time. the thing that would surprise me the most not not that it necessarily 100 percent pertains to exactly what we're talking about here but uh you said it you said it earlier and i wanted to, to interrupt you then but i'm doing it now uh <laughs> i would be incredibly surprised infinite might get campaign dlc i'd be very surprised if that does end up happening still 
Um, I, I would too. I, yeah. I, I don't see a world where the next Halo campaign that we get that's not an infinite expansion is open world. Don't mm. see it happening. You think they're going back to corridor? Yeah. I think I think that the the open world was received as well as it possibly could have been, but there are a fair amount of weaknesses with it. Um, like lack lack of like environmental diversity is a thing that a lot of people point towards as being a weakness of Infinite's campaign. Um, not that not that that can't be fixed. Not that that yeah. can't be addressed with an open world, but. I think if you're like, I think if the next campaign is going to be in a completely separate engine, that you do something that pulls a little bit more from like Halo one or two style campaigns, where it is still like massive uh, spaces, or even Halo fives, like just massive, beautiful spaces that are well designed, um, that uh, that offer a fun amount of like enemy variety and and you know some some way to bring in some more replayability other than difficulties and collectibles. Um, but I'd be, I'd be surprised if, if the next Halo campaign, unless it's an infinite expansion is uh, open world. See, I, I, I hear what you're saying, but I, I hear what also Pierre said, and he said multiple games. So I think you can have both. I, I think you could try different experimental things and smaller Elden, things that are linear. Right. Post oh, Elden Ring world is going to be like, think a little different landscape wise. For a lot of yeah. games as they're in developed right now because that game did, did it's stupid like oh god you talk about I mean, legs no game has legs like i i just went through the top 50 games yesterday again on what's on mm -hmm. xbox and you look at it month after month every month we see skyrim and the fallout 4 still yeah. there we see two different assassin's creed game uh, you know the big open world games are still there uh we saw elden ring is still there we still see red dead redemption and and, and uh grand theft auto is still there you don't these these other games if you're not one of those types of things um it's almost i don't want to say it's double a territory but that's the kind of legs it has right like if it's a game if it's a linear if it's something you're going to beat in 10 to 15 hours people might love it but unless it has a story that just absolutely resonates you're, you know, I mean, they, you're literally yeah. talking about ODST right now, like an open world hub world that has linear missions um, that's smaller, more bite sized than like Infinite was. Um, yeah, I, I could see both. I honestly could see both. Both go, but I, I, I do think here, here's the exciting thing to me, though. You know, and, and regardless, regardless of what they do, this is all speculation. Uh, Austin and I could be very, very wrong. We might all be very wrong, right? Like this. Oh, I'm sure. Be... I'm sure that I'm, I'm completely off the mark right now. We're, uh, we're, 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 I think we're throwing out what we want or yep. what we think is best for. So for I guess I'll, I'll jump in then. I, yep. I'm gonna stick. I know there's been a lot of changes, management wise, leadership wise, a lot of differences happening at three four three from when they said what they did before. I still think they're going to use Infinite as a base to jump off with expansions just because instead of taking five years, six years to develop a game, you can get games out in three. The Endless, I, I do think is still an Infinite expansion. And I know this sounds super naive and hopeful, but I'm hoping 2024, 2025, the latest for the game. The game Infinite came out 21. The campaign team is clearly just working on something, right? They're not going to be working on nothing. And by the time... Uh, you know, the main game is into the campaign, into like in the asset stage. The pre-production design team is working on something else, right? I don't think they'd scrap all of that to work on something brand new this soon to a release because we're now, what, approaching one year out of Halo Infinite. It had the year delay before that too. Campaign's been out and been untouched. 
right? The, that team is clearly working on something. We just don't know what. Are they helping with Tatanka? Are they helping with maps? I, I doubt it. I feel like the map team is probably pretty different. Are they helping with Forge? I could definitely see that. But overall, I, I, I'm not convinced they're moving to UE5. Not 3-4-3. I'm not convinced they're moving to UE5. I don't think... I think UE5 has its own slew of issues and problems that are still there for various developers. Um... There was this long uh, Reddit post by a developer, and obviously, I don't think they're happy working on UE5, which is why they were very, very yeah, always, always had like, to take always had to take exactly. it with a yeah, grain of salt, like, right? Can't do this, you can't do that. It's super uh, slow, and this, and so and so. I, it sounds like a yeah person that's just fed up with whatever. But and UE5 isn't one thing we need to throw out there. UE5 is not mature today either. It is yeah. still it is yeah. still a work in progress that does have some of its own spaghetti code that needs to be ironed out. But that does not mean that that's, that's not the end all be all right. And so just, so yes. just because somebody is struggling and with I, that I today. do think, and this is something that I don't think it's talked about enough is I think once co-op releases and assuming enough people go back to it, the true strength of this more open campaign style really isn't co-op in my opinion. There's giant areas, a bunch of different ways to approach objectives, multiple objectives in general. The achievements came out, for example, for co-op. There's one where it's like, kill all four silos at the exact same time. You know, stuff like that. Like, yeah. there's so much strength there that they couldn't tap into at launch because co-op just wasn't ready, right? And I'm assuming for any future content releases, co-op will be there, you know? Mm -hmm. But more importantly, I'm just hoping, just, just really hoping that at this point and in the coming months and maybe the coming years, they've gotten Slipspace to a point where they no longer need to fight with it as much to do what they need to do. I mean, we heard before that one of the main reasons for Slipspace was to, you know, content at a quicker pace, right? This is what mm -hmm. they said. And I feel like what will really be representative of that is if they can actually nail down seasonality. They said the seasonality they plan on starting March next year, right? In fact, we already know that that, that one battle pass or that one season is 16 weeks, right? If they can say March or November, blah, blah, blah. If, if for the next two years, they can actually nail three, four month seasons, then I don't see them moving away from that engine anytime soon. Not when they've gotten control of it. So I, I, okay. So I, I think some of what you're saying is possible. I, and I want to read this thing by Britt because <laughs> I, I don't want to ignore this. I think this is, this is something that needs to be addressed, but I think uh, there's a, there's a, uh, some of additional light we can add to it. So he said the Reddit post uh, from an Unreal Engine developer is on point and is accurate with the cache thrashing and being single-threaded and CPU-bound. So yeah, there there's going to be challenges with every engine. Like every mm -hmm. engine is going to have things that are going to it's going to be better at and things that it's not going to be as good at. And for people, I think a lot of times we look at the tech demos and we're like, oh, could you imagine, you know, Halo and that? But you're not factoring in the physics. You're not factoring all the other calculations that happen in this this sandbox with all these, you know, overlapping uh, variables, right? So there's a lot of things. Now, all that stuff could be moved into there, right? Uh, you know, like I mentioned earlier, they could go in there, they could they could put the um, Havoc plugin, use that for physics, they can go and rewrite some of the animations and some of the, how some of the other aspects work. Um, when it comes to the efficiencies though, like, so I hear what Britt's saying, and I hear what you know something with that developer on on Reddit was saying. With you know, like, well, hey, all things being equal, you're going to be able to do what Halo's trying to do better in Slipspace than you could in Unreal. Like, if you had equal amount of talent and time, here's the thing, though, that is not ever the case. <laughs> nope, that the talent and and time is not something that's like exists in mm. some sort of like even vacuum. And the the truth of the matter is, there's just way more 
a, a much larger talent pool with Unreal developers because if you're getting into AAA development these days, you're learning Unreal, right? Yeah. Especially if you're a contractor, right? Yeah. Um, and so my gut feeling, and this is just a this is a speculation at this point. I throw it into my own. I do feel like certain affinity with their staff of Unreal developers uh, who have experience. The studios had experience in both. They they worked in Blam. They worked in you know Unreal and. I think that they've probably come to Microsoft and prototype something. And I think the reason why there's like so much of this muddiness recently where Jez is like, well, if they switched, maybe they did switch, but if they did, it's really, really, really recently. Um, we I should do... really mention really quick that we did have yeah. a leave uh, at 343, right? Related to slip yeah. space. Technically yeah. that, that might be related to this. Yeah, right? the engine lead. Yeah, or yeah. the lead uh, engineer architect or something. For slip space, um, yeah. So I, I do think the thing I would say, uh, and again, I'm not saying for sure it's happening. I'm not like really fighting with that, but I also don't want to like discount this possibility uh, that that Tatanka could be there because I look at what Microsoft is doing. Um, they're spending what eighty billion dollars on on gaming companies in over two <laughs> years, right? Like they they're going like, okay, you guys, you know, keep Call of Duty over there for a few years. We just want we we just want to build up our our you know ecosystem. We want to get ready for the next paradigm. I think Microsoft right now they're thinking like multiple steps ahead, and I think mm, where they're thinking of Halo, yeah, where they're thinking of Halo is like what is going to be the best for this game. 10 years from now, right? Like, like hmm. when we're in, and, and I think that's how they're treated. And that, that to me is actually, yeah. And to me that that's, that's exciting. Um, if that is what's happening, if, if they're willing to throw a, a couple years of, and I'm not going to say throw away, you, you learn and you take, they, they can still take the assets and, and move it over. It'd take time. It takes talent, but they could do it. Right. What it's happens if Tatanka releases it's on slip space and it is extremely successful. It works. Right? Do they still consider moving to UE for the next Tatanka game for Tatanka Two? Well, I I think I think that I needed to clarify that I don't necessarily think that just because I think that a CA is prototyping stuff in UE that is a Halo project that they're prototyping hmm. in UE that the next Halo game will absolutely be in UE. Right. Um, I think I think it comes down to how efficiently they can develop for it. Yeah. Um. Uh. You know, like like Abe's been saying. Like like Britt said in the chat, no one is going to have in-house engine experience unless they've worked there before. And with right. with Microsoft still basically only hiring contract workers to work on this stuff right now, unfortunately, it's it's difficult to put a, a consistent team together to build up that experience. So they're still hiring permanent workers. <laughs> no, just not as much. They've they've completely unlisted all of the permanent workspace or all of the permanent work positions for that was the hiring for most of Microsoft their studios. Has. Right. Yeah. They, had, they yeah. had a studio. Every studio did about Amazon. Yeah, did, yeah, Google, yeah, yeah. yeah. Up, across the tech sector, um, and, and that probably has something to do with like end of fiscal year stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. But I, I think I think if Tatanka releases, it is a slip space engine game mm -hmm. or mode. Um, it is super successful. I think that it could still do the thing that that like Warzone Two is doing, which is That's moving engines. But it's an iterative change, though, for Warzone Two, isn't it? It's from Infinity Ward's other no, engine. To, it's, it's a completely it's, different engine. Well, yeah, like there. So, uh, uh, Warzone was built on a completely different engine than like Modern Warfare's campaign and multiplayer were. Um, uh, they're now moving okay. Warzone over to be on that engine because more of their developers understand the 2019 how it Infinity Ward's uh, Modern Warfare engine, right? Yeah, I think? yeah, yeah. Okay, that's uh, cool. that's been you know upgraded like any engine would for its of course. sequel. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
it's, and when we say engines being upgraded, we mean like tool sets are made and things yeah, like, like like you know iterative iterative improvements. Yeah, um, yeah like just fine tuned for your given. exact needs, right? right. Like, like Moonity, for example. And that's that's the thing is like Tatanka can come out and like absolutely crush and be a slip space thing, but if like CA has put in the the man hours <laughs> and if three four three has put in the man hours to really make UE a real possibility, then I I think at that point it's almost a coin flip. I think I think mm. that if they're more comfortable with progressing with slip space, because it's not like it's not like this is a new problem or a new theory, yeah. right? Like yeah. mm -hmm. Halo is considered switching engines since Halo Two, and you know did change a lot of stuff for Halo Two. Um, yep, it's it's one of those things that like if if three four three just wants to go ahead and stick with this because like we know at the end of the day like it's it's kind of difficult to work in but it it preserves what we feel like is important for halo's mm. technical capabilities then like yeah then we'll just continue with that if like if a, a team of prototypers are spending a good amount of time between ca and 343 even like working on something together to be like okay light bulb moment like we figured it out this yeah. is how this works and this is how it feels as close to halo as anything possibly can um then maybe they'll <laughs> go with that unfortunately yeah. Yeah. right now we are all just in that speculation stage yeah no one yeah, really knows anything right no and, and this you know we're, we're trying to like make sense like what 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 seems like it's even feasible or, or realistic and and i would say like all of those options are on the table and that could even be where they're at why this thing is so cloudy right now because we know they tried it before and they went away from it uh they might be trying it this way this time and thinking they're going to go towards it but the thing you have to remember too we're talking about basically from a developer standpoint it is like an interface right like um these things could coexist together you could probably build a launcher that launches you out into a uh, ua made um Rapper? uh battle royale you know tatanka and oh, yeah, and then yeah, okay. it, you know it, the, from from the uh infinite i mean this game, is, it's right? literally the same thing that that you're talking about that call of duty has been yeah. doing with Warzone. Yeah. right like you can say a progression across the board right you can have a, right. a progression and this is what this kind of goes back to like you know before I, I try to chase five scrolls at once i know but you know what i was trying to build up to is like if if you can bring in more people and you just you rise the tide, it can raise all the boats, right? You can build a progression across the board. Maybe the people are more likely to try out the competitive because they, they really love the battle royale, the free battle royale, get some hooked into the Halo universe. Mm. Uh, or, the, you know, there's a, you can, now you're bringing all these on-ramps for people to get exposed to Halo and maybe they try out some other things. And that's why, you know, when I hear the community go, oh, you're going to split the base and Halo's, you know, 343, you don't understand us Halo fans. You don't care about us. It's like they're trying to they're trying to make this game be a game that's worth the, the a triple a investment right like when you have hundreds and hundreds of people uh in, in these long development cycles you have to you have to try to you have to grow because the base of people you know that, what else will grow yeah if they have a couple what? engines is the install size Okay. That is one of the worst things that happened with call of duty because of the well, different engines yeah. and not being able to share um, assets and stuff like uh, the uh, campaign and multiplayer are now i would yeah. worry if they split it up too much and then you're hitting 100 and then you're hitting 150 and then you're like jesus christ that f I, every time i want to play marvel's avengers because i actually quite like that game i enjoy playing it once characters are leveled up they're fun and the campaign's much bigger it's SSDs. like 215 gigabytes now it's insane what? how big it is Holy well, crap. What, Jesse, hopefully by the time all this stuff comes out, they'll have much bigger SSD options, and, you know? But, you know, you know OBI, down the road. They, uh, I, I feel like, 
anyone saying that, oh, they're going to split the base, hasn't been looking at the current player numbers, where there is a dedicated player base for Halo that is playing the core game, right? Yeah, Them for, adding for a VR mode yeah. isn't going to take those players away. These we guys won't. play Halo yeah. and they love Halo, but it is and they play it, right? Like, I don't know who the heck is keeping this game still in the top 20 of most, but I'll be <laughs> yes. honest, there hasn't been an update in like three months. Man. Do we have any idea, like realistically, <laughs> what, uh, even even just an estimation as far as like where the Halo sits in, in Xbox, like how many people are playing the game on console right now? 14 million not... a day. I don't know how. So a while back, Destiny released, I think uh, Yabara talked about Destiny's numbers and its position, and you can kind of infer a little bit based on where it was in that week that he talked about it. I think it was at like position nine, and he mentioned like 100, 200K, something like that. I don't know the exact numbers. You have to look it up. But that's your best bet to infer this information. And to your point, Austin, Halo does, this is, I, I Because I like if we're, if we're being realistic, Steam's, Steam's sitting anywhere between four and five, hmm. which I know is like not a significant portion of Halo Infinite's player population. Right. Are we thinking 40,000 people consistently play this game every day? I think a lot more than that. I think a lot more. You think a games. lot more than that? Look at it this 20. way. So the, the way I look at it is it's plays more people playing than Cyberpunk, than vc then elden ring then vanguard then the show then skyrim you know what i mean that's how i look at it in, in that way and xbox has a player pool of what 60 million people technically around around mm, around there i don't know is it right? active though i mean i don't know like active player pool probably like 40 or 35 yeah right? so the, the all right so there's is... a thing with with this generation whatever they whatever numbers you guys hear on the internet just <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah. So also keep in mind the way this list works isn't by play. Sorry, isn't by number of people opening the game. It's by play time, right? Um, mm. AJ's talked about this a, a little bit, where it's like just because Halo's at a certain point in there doesn't mean there's that right. many people opening the game. It could be that you have longer play sessions in something like Roblox or Apex rather than the 15, mm. 10 minute matches you play in a COD. Like for example, in this right here, Cold War is sitting just a little bit ahead of Halo. Which is, I mean, technically, yeah, it's a COD game that came out almost a whole year ago, blah, blah, blah. And I'm sure Modern Warfare 2 will jump off that two list. Two years ago? Is, is it two years? Vanguard. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cold War yeah. overtook Vanguard. Call of Duty is just ridiculous. Vanguard's not but even on here. They, the go on, look at it, they go a little on sale and people finally jump in. So, yeah. You know, we talk yeah. about the really well, good Well, like numbers Call of Duty community hated Vanguard pretty universally. Yeah. You know, we talk about like State of Decay 2 hits like 10 million, 15 million, Grounded hit 10 million, Sea of Thieves hit 30 million. All of those games are consistently underneath this. Consistently. They are never that high. Well, total they, players. Like, yeah. If you yeah. want to talk about total players, like Steam, Steam reports anywhere from 20 to 80 million people downloaded right. Halo Infinite oh, yeah, on yeah, Steam. Yeah. And like, mm -hmm. that's, that's probably realistic, but like, it's not like that many that's people are playing it. Yeah. So, so, so I, what I'll say. It. What I'll say about that is I, I think the that Halo does have a floor, a higher floor than a lot of games. Like their their arena, like the, the people yeah. that play arena from game to game to game, there's nothing else right now, especially on consoles. There's nothing else that really mimics Doom 2016. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that, none of a none of a match. None of them match like the skill gap, the 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 you know the the, the hip fire, the sandbox, uh, tracing, go... <laughs> time to kill, the sandbox. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll go higher with my estimate just to be a little bit more liberal with it. I, I'd say I'd say I'm pushing seventy thousand. Seventy thousand at most play this game every day. But but either way, so we we say there's a there's a floor, but there's still the ceiling that I don't think this game can ever. Like this game is not going to touch the Fortnite people. That's a different. It did for a that, month. 
right? I mean, with yeah, the campaign, for, technically. Yeah, but for a, a month, it was a brand new, number two. Brand new, highly hype. But I'm saying, like, long-term, like, holding yes, on to that I base. Agree. You know what's going to be agree. funny? There's going to be no bump for co-op because they know, and the reason they push it off is because the people who actually end up playing Halo co-op are not that many. No, they're not. Yeah. <laughs> Fortunately, it's not going to be a big bump. So, but anyways, yeah. So I, I think they're going to look to expand it. Uh, that's just my opinion. I think uh, anybody else, like, is there anything you guys missed in terms of like predictions yep. or? Uh, I fully um, agree. There's no way they're going to get a consistent top five without something like a BR. It's just the, the nature of the landscape of gaming yeah, as it is. it is today. And it doesn't necessarily mean that there's less players playing it than there were in the past. I mean, we know more people are playing today, period, compared to the Well, past. it's it's the it's the idea, like, the whole thing is free to play minus the campaign unless you have game yeah. pass, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the idea that you release a free-to-play BR with it means that you get people that would never play a BR that are like, yeah, hey, I love Halo. I'll check out the Halo BR. And then you right. have people that are like Fortnite or Call of Duty kids that are like, oh, you know, I have heard exactly. of Halo or I have played Halo. Exactly. Now it has a BR? Hell yeah, let's check that out. Like, you'll you'll always have that, that like, cross-contamination, I guess. with Twitch streamers playing, I want to play Halo. Right, right. Like, <laughs> I do think, though, if they can nail seasonality down, if they can do 16 weeks and maps coming out and they fix, okay, here's, I guess, the main thing. They fix the underlying issues with the weeks. game. Four months. But they fix the underlying three issues months. with the game. They should be three months. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But either way, they fix the underlying issues with the game. I do think Halo, even as it is right now, even the core experience of social, a big team battle on arena, uh, uh, competitive can maintain a top 10. That's my personal opinion. Um, I guess we'll see when the November update comes, totally. how much it jumps up. And I do but... think for the average player that also, if it is four months, it never expires. And yes. That ends up being pretty big. It's not like you just need for, for most people. I'm sure there'll be plenty that hit a hundred within a month, but not for gonna lie, a it's... lot of people, you just end up building yeah. up multiple battle passes that you can go back to once you finish the one you're on it kind of pisses me off that other games haven't adopted this yet i'll be honest i look at new games coming with their battle passes i'm like yeah but they're still fomo based are you serious right now like come on like we we should yeah, have that's what's kind of annoying me now. about overwatch is like exactly oh, on the exactly oh. but you know I, yeah to, to, i i don't think like i i and i'm not trying to like, i agree Abe, you don't think yeah, no, I don't. But anyways, I, it does. It it has a lot more potential, especially with Forge. And I think there's a possibility. Um, and I mentioned this in the last show, and probably will keep mentioning it. There is still this possibility that we don't even know what the potential of that is. Uh, if they know how to support it right, if they can integrate it the right way, there is still some in this day and age with the Roblox, in the Minecrafts, in the Fortnite creative modes, and all this other stuff. There's still a possibility that that can build up its own community over time, right? Something like Halo can build up multiple communities that all kind of merge together. Um, I do think uh, one last thing I would say about the Unreal, though, uh, and this was an, one last piece of feedback: why it, why I could see this, them keeping this infinite in slip space and then still bring it Unreal to try different things. For for iterate for prototyping and uh, just yeah, experimenting, Unreal does help them get there faster, especially with the contractors. So like if they're trying to like just try out different modes, uh, you know, retry them out, it does. It, they can they can actually iterate and create faster in that. So I do think that there could be two lanes for a little bit, and then we'll just have to see where they go. Maybe at this point they don't even know where that 10 year road actually what that looks yeah. like they yeah. they might just roll these out together and, and it's like, let's see what forge and infinite, you know, forge and arena does. And let's see what these, what the BR yeah. does and what the campaign does. And, and, um, 
you know, I think, you know, there's, there's a lot of, there's infinite possibilities really in terms of words. Oh my can go. God. I'm going to mute your mic. Endless, endless the, possibilities. Uh, endless, Sorry. Well, that, nope, that doesn't, nope. That doesn't that's work either. <laughs> you know, Unreal I, I went, possibilities. Numerous. <laughs> I read the specific wording around the whole 10 year thing again recently. And it was, it was just like starting the next 10 years of Halo. Like that's what Yeah. I mean, it, was <laughs> it wasn't like Halo Infinite's going to be 10 years long. Of course yeah, it's not. Yeah. Even I don't yeah, think it's going to be that long. I feel like, I feel like I've said that on this podcast, like 12 fucking oh, yeah. times. I agree. Yes. And like, <laughs> it, like every single time I get so tilted Every time I see a, a new article about Halo, and they're like, "Well, mm -hmm. you know, Halo Infinite is supposed to be ten years," I'm just God. Fucked. It's like people still claiming the article where it's like, "Did you know that the showrunners specifically made sure no one played the game when they worked on the show?" <laughs> yeah. Did no, you know that not, Kiki uh... Wolfkill personally kicked everyone in the dick on the set of that show? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what are you uh, talking uh... about, man? Oh my! Yeah, a lot of speculation, a lot of fun with it, but you're right. End of the day, I mean, who knows what's gonna happen. Right. All right. So questions. Do we got do we got community questions ready to go? Mm -hmm. uh, we do. 13633. Who's ready to read those? Are you sole? You need me to. <laughs> Quickly working on the timestamp. You um go ahead. Actually, wait though. I, I you you can read the first one. <laughs> I gotta find these. Oh, the first one's so long. Okay, I'll read it. Nice. Babouche. It's also not gonna be that big for people on screen, sorry. Uh, from good old Collingwood reposting Owl Theory's question, which was uh, either before, like the podcast before, I think, I forget. Owl Theory, question I haven't really seen. Could Microsoft slash three, should, it should have been Moneysoft, the money sign. Microsoft <laughs> slash 343 pay Forge creators based on downloads and plays. Same way YouTube or TikTok or Spotify do. TikTok doesn't pay shit. Don't ever believe that. They pay nobody anything. Sick talked about his map taking 70 to 100 hours. We'll always have dedicated hobbyists. The community will be healthy. But what are the implications, good or bad, of 343 actually assigning value to making this kind of content? Some maps get downloaded millions of times and played for years. Arguably may keep the game alive for a trillion dollar company. Pros. Draws in creators. Generates higher quality content. Probably healthy for the game in the long run. People get compensated for their effort. Mixed. Might shift in-house production to community content. Opens new debates about labor value, kids, etc. Cons. Tricky to figure out payment for collaborations. Featured maps. Could be gamed by influencers. Not expecting anything, but curious about the conversations. My feeling is that it would ultimately be a good thing for Halo and the creators. Actually, make financial sense for 343, but the complexity of working it out will keep it from ever happening. Hmm. And they do the creators club for, like, uh, Bethesda games. Hmm. People figured this out before. Oh, I got to put questions about. Yeah, there we go. Boom. but like, I I feel like I could be I could be very wrong. It's been a while since I've downloaded anything off of the Creators Club, mm -hmm. um, like 2015, 2016. But like, do they charge players for some of these mods? They do, right? Yeah, they were part. That's actually a big part, a chunk of what you get if you buy the anniversary edition. You get right. five hundred Creators Clubs mods. Like that's that's. Here's the thing. Unless you want ads in Halo or want to have to start to pay for Forge maps, it's not going to happen. Can you say that again? I think, I think it'd be super cool. What would you say, Sol? Uh, say, say that again, sorry. I said, it would, you you would have to start paying Halo, for yeah. or Or if you want to pay per download for Forge maps, like it's not, it's not feasible. 
I think hmm. it'd be cool if people like like sick um, who spend 70 to 100 hours working on a single forge map could profit off of the insane work and like extreme uh, uh, like very obvious talent that he has in that in that space. I think that'd be awesome. But unfortunately, I don't think that there's any sort of realistic way to make that. happen. Yeah, I don't think so- it's going to be charging customers. I think it would be people who want to make stuff in forge can buy prefabs from other forge makers might be the only way that would really work and having a whole regimented system to make sure people aren't stealing other people's work and trying to resell it because when uh john oh never mind can't say that so there may be a system (laughs) i don't know no one's ever told me but like what if you download something from someone and it's always tagged as that person's creation they've publicly talked about that that, jesse yeah Okay. Yeah, so but yeah. They, they have <laughs> yeah. they have things, they have things in the world. You know, they have things. They have ways to know you didn't create this base thing. You can't sell it. So if they had, I've worked two hundred hours on this prefab layout of all these different things, and you got you can buy them as a pack for ten bucks, like that type of stuff. I think that was the only way it could work. Almost like so, engine assets, right? So what about it, this? like the UE like store, the Unreal people, Store? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Boom. <laughs> oh man. Great so that. this is. I just thought about this as we're like talking, and I don't know if it's even feasible. But you know, if if they get to if they get to a point in the future where you know it's basically the Forge community building stuff for Infinite because they move everybody over after a certain point, uh, just like you you know Austin, you theorize, and I think that's not a terrible theory, right? Especially if these maps can be high quality. Um, what if they start to take a portion of whatever is part of these battle passes um, or the cosmetics. Like it, it could be a smaller percentage and, and, and divide that up between forge creators based off of engagement. Is that something that could, could work? I mean, you think about it, it kind of works like the um, guy, like a Spotify or something like, you know, based on the amount of plays you get, you get you a get certain a percentage. billionth of a penny. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it, it might it might not be a lot, but it might be something that if somebody does break through and gets a, let's say you have a map that gets you a get lot 30 of playtime for the fourteen million downloads. I mean, it's like yeah. the financial financial compensation version of what Dreams does, where like if something is super popular in Dreams, then it's brought to the forefront, more people see it. Um, yeah, it's. I think it's a tricky, slippery slope. Uh, I think it's an interesting thing to think about because, again, I do think that the people that arguably sometimes make better maps than the developers make mm-hmm. no for sure. uh, deserve deserve to be compensated for it um unfortunately i just don't think that there's any feasible way for that to happen the way they I compensate think... them is if you look at the people who make forge and they all get jobs straight up right yeah. the multiple they, they lead, brought in right now a lot a of people yeah well I, you know austin i i do feel like like there is probably a huge portion of the halo community that would just you know, set everything on fire and well, they do that every week anyways. Right. But you know, it's like, that's like, I, I, I could see the backlash if they try to include any monetization into the forge, but I hear, here's the thing, like as somebody that does want to see infinite, like this sandbox, this gameplay loop, this arena that wants to in, in this forge who wants to see this thing continue to be strong, even as they do all this stuff in unreal, even as Tatanka comes out, even if it's the big thing. Right. Um, who wants to see the success, I think they need to figure out a a monetization that, that allows these really, really talented people yeah. to say that, just like with Roblox, right? Roblox, Minecraft, these guys make lots of money. And maybe if they, they, get, just do they the... get paid with exposure. Like Jesse said, like uh, okay. they, they get jobs in studios. They, 
No, like this is actually a gross thing. This is actually a gross thing. The whole like, uh, I'll pay you with exposure, bro. Well, I don't know how um, they get paid. Yeah. But like, you know, unfortunately, unfortunately, this is a hobby for anyone that is a forger. And if they want anything more out of it, then a lot of people, a lot of people turn around uh, that are forgers in the community that get jobs at 343 or get jobs at Bethesda, um, get jobs at any studio. Any studio. Uh, yeah. Especially think, with the tools think... you have now in this. I'm sure you could be like, yeah, I know all these stuff. Like, he yeah. I got it. Yeah, absolutely. Like, if 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 there's the potential for somebody to earn a job working on multiplayer levels at three four three, based on their forge experience, it's going to be Infinite's forge. Like the yeah. the again, like with how similar it is in in like basically raw input. The only thing you're not using is freaking uh, Gorilla or whatever three four three is using these days to call API stuff. <laughs> like you're you're basically just working in the game engine anyway. Like we said. <laughs> On this My episode of the show, quick take of it is there is zero chance that individual forge maps will be monetized, not in a yeah, free to play I, system. You know, what I, I mean? agree with you there. Yeah. If it was like back in the day where you bought the game and then you then maybe they could release like a forge map pack or like, hey, these are 10 high quality forge maps, we're gonna put them together, ship them together, and split the revenue, right? Yeah. What I could see and what I'd hope to see is something like say a forge map releases and it's so good or really good that three for three wants to put it inside an official forge rotation right in a situation like that i feel like the forgers deserve some kind of um recomps what's what's the term again monet i agree i know they get paid yeah. for the work whatever the stupid term is um <laughs> some kind of compensation compensation there we go some kind of compensation <laughs> for that because at that point your map is literally being used officially for people who are playing the game and buying things off the shop and buying battle passes yeah. and all that stuff you know what i mean at the yeah. same time does that mean they want to limit it to them. God damn. I live like three streets in, in your a room? neighborhood. Bro. Oh, wow. Like three streets <laughs> in in a deep neighborhood. What the? Anyway. <laughs> what I'm saying is at that point, I could see like that avenue of monetization, but there's there's no way they can do individual forge maps. Yeah. Not for PvP. You know? Hopefully they figure out something for them though. You know, and maybe it's just, they yeah. just get Patreon. Maybe but these that, guys that, that blow up just have their own Patreon. There's never been a monetization of forge previously. No, I don't think so. No, nothing at all. Nothing. No. Mm. So I. So the other thing that if only do, some I, websites had ways to try and promote creators <laughs> of Forge. I don't know. Take a look and see what ends up happening in November. Yeah, yeah. Come back to Xbox Era. All right, let's go to the next question. A good question. Yes, but I don't think we really. I have the know. next one loaded up. It's not a question, but I just wanted to read it because it's cool. Um, anorexic, not a question. I finally finished the podcast yesterday, this is last week's, uh, the previous episodes, and it was fantastic. I was listening while cleaning such detailing the car, and I didn't want it to end. It was that good. We call that the John effect. <laughs> you know, like two or three episodes ago, um, Forging a New Path, that one hits mm. like 30, 3,300 views. I don't know why. It just keeps getting people to watch it. Thank you. Is that the one with John? Appreciate no. you guys coming through. Oh, here interesting. For our little podcast. That awesome. I also, also, I will have timestamps stuff for this one right away. Though I did miss that last one. Okay. You'll still get a comment saying, "Where are the timestamps?" Yeah. Well, Seriously, the problem. Yeah. The problem is, I, I chase like ten squirrels per every like ten minutes, and it's really hard. Well, to my, mine are pretty general timestamps. Right, the next question yeah. is: I just clicked a random button. Uh, good old Collingwood. It's about Halo Three. Yes. Um, good old Collingwood. Hello, Halo followers. We are not Halo follower. We are Xbox era. Halo 3's birthday. <laughs> Fucking Best got him. <laughs> Best of the lot. Or sadly lacking. Good old Collingwood. 
I feel like we did discuss this a bit with the, the show team match. I obviously I feel like all of us would have wanted more if possible. Um, from the fifteenth year, fifteenth year, right? Anniversary. Wait, Hold what's on. the question? I, I, I did. Yeah, so I don't. Sorry, know he's just saying uh, Halo 3's birthday, best of the lot, or sadly lacking. I'm assuming he means go like, go further down. He's got an actual question. Oh, what? Okay, really? yeah, I'm, oh, that's yeah. what I'm reading right now. Uh, do, 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 do. He said, "Ignore okay. this one, suck a bitch." Forget my question from before, but Halo 3's birthday. Okay, here's another question about Forge. Do you see Forge creations being reliant on the Halo platform? For example, Forge creations can only be played by launching Halo Infinite. Can you see them becoming non-platform dependent so they can be played independently? Non-platform dependent is the future. There are already developers that have taken Halo Reach's Forge and found a way to make maps in Blender, port those into Halo, and it uh, I hate to say it just works, but it just works. <laughs> there is a team that just this week finished prototyping the exact same thing for Halo Infinite. Um, now, that is not necessarily the same thing that, uh, that he is saying, but if you can do it one way, I can't imagine that it's impossible to find Wait, a way to talking about the blender it the other way. They did? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So I imagine... I imagine a thing that we were talking about earlier was like, you know, Infinite's Forge has had all of this work put into it. And now that it's finally coming, are they really going to move to a new game engine, work on a sequel immediately, blah, blah, blah. I think the idea being that we can take maps that are made in Halo Infinite's Forge and then just like, just, I'm export using them? very simple, simplistic language here, but export a Halo Infinite Forge map and put it into any Halo game. Obviously, art would be different, stuff like that. But like, if they're already changing things so that you can shape geometry to be whatever shape you want it to be, if if you can resize items, if you can um, reskin things, then like, yeah, you port something in from Infinite into say Halo Reach, and like, shit looks funny. But like, but the blocking would be there, right? But the blocking would be there. You just have to reart it out, which is like what John has been doing with his yeah. Map. So are you saying that you could take this and move it into Unreal? <laughs> that's, that's the idea, if if it's possible. Um, unfortunately, it's the other way around right now. So you'd make something in Blender or in Unreal and yeah. port that into Infinite and just call it right. assets so that when the map loads in Infinite, it's like, oh, I know that this is supposed to be a UNSC crate B or whatever. Um and so that's what it is. But you could probably build that logic, though, right? So, because this that's is that's what this I'm is, thinking. This has been one of, and not to reopen everything because we're going to go too late. But this has been <laughs> one of the biggest um, uh, wild cards, or or thing. This is the biggest obstacle when people start talking about this transition into the future. And we look at what's happening with this forge, and we already realize what happens to these creative engines, games, right? If they take, if they ever take off, if they ever become something significant, um, will these people that have, have invested all this time to build things, will it be easy for them, or will there be a path for them to bring those into something else? If, if that's the case. Um, uh you know without having to rebuild everything or i mean the other solution is that maybe just infinite is the forge engine for you know or it's subspace is gonna you know it 
in perpetuity be the forge thing right uh and live separately from whatever they do in unreal so those are the two different things but i do think that if you could export uh creations and you could move them to somewhere else that does now open up a lot of possibilities right for people that are going to invest their time and build patreons or maybe do something on a website called xbox era uh for forge you know things like that you know that that could live on um regardless of what happens you know so. i mean we already know people that take models of the games and pop them in other other things right so would it be possible to oh, yeah. make a prefab in <laughs> Would it be possible to make a prefab in uh, in Halo Infinite and export the entire prefab? Like use Halo Infinite's tools to make these things, make them look cool, then export them, and then. I think it would depend on how the game views certain certain hmm. pieces of geometry. Um, the idea of something being static is very important for its like portability. Yeah. Um, but like like people people take more like so many people in the Halo community alone rip like Spartan armor from Infinite's files and port it into blender and it's not one-to-one -one. you still have to play with it a little bit to get it to look right and to function the way that you would want it to function but like yeah that that's possible hmm. i'll be honest when i first read the i mean that's that's how that's how like whenever i play around with halo forge tools yeah. or halo mod tools like i'm i'm modeling stuff in blender and bringing it into <clears throat> halo's halo's Modern tool sets interesting uh, to be honest when i first read the question i thought he meant mm -hmm. like could you open up like a forge map without opening up Halo Infinite, like, and still play it through Halo Infinite? Which, no, I mean, it's it's still running on Halo Infinite uh, right. if you're playing it on Infinite, right? But that that's interesting in the more like creators aspect perspective. But I think oh. I think there is a future that exists. Maybe maybe not a oh. very realistic one, but a future that exists something? where you yeah. can build a map in Infinite and then open it relatively painlessly in whatever the next right? game. You don't need to open up Dreams specifically to play Dreams games all the time. They they can take. I think you do, engine. even for like the games they monetized. I think so. I honestly don't know. All right. Well, that's something to look into. We'll have yeah. to maybe yeah. do a little bit more legwork and research on the possibilities of that for our when we come back for our Forge show. I think we will. That could be a, something that we can come back with a few mm -hmm. more uh, answers or or context to add. Okay, next question yeah. is from Mort. Hello there. With all, this engine... <laughs> With all this engine talk lately, what game that you've played do you think suffered the most from the limitations of its engines? Hugs, Mort. Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> hmm. uh, Destiny. Soul Hackers 2. Really? <laughs> yeah, no, Destiny 100%. Are you the first game? Yeah, uh, Destiny 2 even. Okay. Um, I think I think Bungie had incredibly grand plans for that game. That unfortunately, due to the limitations of their technology, they ultimately couldn't achieve certain things. Um, like I know I I have a couple of a couple of friends that have worked at Bungie over the last ten years um, mm. that still do. That you know, early Destiny, especially Destiny Two, not so much. But like early Destiny, it used to be a fifteen hour process to like move geometry in the game and then bake lighting and then go in oh, and make sure that crap. nothing broke. Um, like those kinds of problems. And like that, that's a carryover from like Halo three, Halo reach era, let alone mm. Halo one and two era blam. Like mm -hmm. destiny's lighting engine is so robust <laughs> and so incredibly detailed that like, yeah, the technology got better as the lighting engine got better, but like it wasn't one-to-one, -one, right? Like, unfortunately little stuff like that. Um, 
I think that they wanted their worlds to be bigger. I I will die not genuinely knowing what Joseph Staten's original mega cut for that story was. Um, a lot I've of it has been it. sprinkled into well, yeah, we've seen a lot of recipes of it. <clears throat> yeah, Ooh. a lot of recipe. A lot of characters were kind of different. Um, you know, the Kotaku article that came out years ago about like Destiny's trouble development kind of hit on some points in it. Um, and the interesting thing is that we've gotten some of it kind of retroactively added back into Destiny uh, as time's gone on. Certain like story points from that leak have <clears throat> made its way into the game, which has been cool and satisfying for longtime fans. But I think if there's a modern game, and especially a game that I've played way too much of, that I think would have benefited from a significantly more powerful engine, it would be Destiny 100%. Yeah, I think the the obvious one is Mass Effect uh, and Andromeda, right? Yep. <laughs> that, that game played for... great. It just didn't look. Yeah. good. no, the obvious yeah. one would have been what uh, they didn't have. They didn't have the time to actually motion capture and work on faces and everything, so they tried to automate it all, which did not work. My okay. obvious one would have been Anthem in a similar vein, right? It it did feel like Anthem was held back a little bit, not necessarily by its engine, maybe maybe more by just well, the, the issue was um. Frostbite just didn't have anything in it to make games like that. And yeah, EA mandated, right. you've got to use this. Yeah. And so they're like, okay, we've literally got to completely build up this engine to work at all for this type of game, for Dragon Age, yeah. for Mass Effect and Drama, the answer's EA. for Anthem. <laughs> yeah, so the answer was time on those. It was yes. just stupid. They, yes, they did so. not give them enough time. Well, and that's like the the, the the interesting thing too is like when people like, and, and this includes myself, you know, I've kind of been learning a lot just as, because of Halo, I've been asking a lot of people about this engine stuff and learning more about it. You know, you th start thinking about the capability. Sometimes we, what we think is a bad engine is really just a bad, it's it's got maybe a uh, underdeveloped tool set for what mm. they're trying to, to do. Uh, and it's not necessarily always performance, right? It, it could just be they just don't have the, the tools. And that's really the situation that is, you know, without rehashing all that stuff again, that really is the biggest problem with uh, Slipspace was the tool set and the fact that it was still a work in progress for most of the development. But you know, that's another story. But uh, the, yeah, um, I think... That, the worst thing I've played... Oh, sorry. Um, the worst thing I've played recently, and you wouldn't think it because it's a turn-based RPG, is Soul Hackers 2, which runs Ooh. on Unity... Um, has horrendous performance on Series X. It should not. It also it has terrible performance on any console. Um, it ran, I got like freaking 400 FPS on PC, and then I play on Xbox, and I have to make it look real ugly in performance mode to get mostly 60. Like, mm. Jesus Christ. And uh, yeah, they they don't normally use Unity. They normally have their own thing with like uh, Persona. They save money, I guess, because this game had no budget. They went with Unity. They didn't spend much time or money on unity it felt like and so what was there barely worked. still okay game hmm. okay All right, last question last question so last question from not jack if you could add one item slash weapon to infinite for arena and br what would it be and why <laughs> i like i like this question it's a great a lot, question actually. great question all right who's going first um, I did have a little bit of time to think about it because I read it. Before. <laughs> but um, so item, I mean, it's got to be armor lock, right? Why? To screw the fan base over. But no. <laughs> Fuck off. I literally, I'll kill myself. I'm, I'm downvoting my show ever. just in protest of that kind. But no, no, no. Uh, all, all joking aside. Um, honestly, it's a tough call. Um, I'm, I really like the brood shot. 
Um, I've always kind of been really impartial to this weapon, and I get the cinder shot kind of replacing partial, not impartial. You're very partial. I'm imperialist. Impartial doesn't mean the same thing. <laughs> Can't do it. Can't allow it. Um, I like the blue shot, but I'll be honest. Uh, I just I love the light rifle from Halo Four. Uh, sorry, Halo Five. It, it, dude. I know a lot of people didn't like it, but just how about it played? I like oh, the light rifle God. too. It is a mid range weapon. Yeah, you motherfuckers. Awesome. Oh, is that yours? No, 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 no. There's no way. <laughs> yeah, that's my answer. I want the Halo Allison, Four suppressor. I need more time to think about it. Uh, I so my. Go ahead. Abe's entire long answer. I was just thinking about this question. <laughs> yeah, no, like th th this one's easy for me. Uh, I missed the Halo Five pistol, the five shot perfect kill uh, mid range. The meta breaker. And it's too broken. It, I, the entire time I love there. that. I love the feel of that damn weapon. I just wanted in. I just well, give it to me in some. Mode. I want to dual wheel those little tiny brute shotguns. Give them back. God, no, please. I mean, I love the Maulers, don't so get me wrong. The in the arena? Oh, God, no way. <laughs> oh, I got a good one. So uh, anyone anyone that like really knows how I feel about Halo sandboxes mm. uh, tends to understand that I think, I think as time went on and they got more and more and more complicated for no reason other than like, well, we need like a purple one or we need like a gray one or we need like a human <laughs> one. Um, I couldn't stand it. Like some of my least favorite weapons in the game are the light rifle, um, uh, the DMR, <laughs> go fuck yourself. Um, I'm so excited for the new DMR to not have a scope on it. Stoked about Abandoned? that. I'm yeah, actually yeah. really excited about that. I'm excited to see really how it well. plays. Um, the My answer... Halo Reach might be my least favorite Halo game, mm. but it has my favorite weapon in any Halo game, Wait, which is the uh, needle rifle. Yes. Okay. The thing is okay. so sleek and sexy, and it's so satisfying to pop heads or not pop heads and get the super combined with it. Oh my God. Give me... The Halo Reach needle rifle back 343, the biggest atrocity you've ever committed, is not bringing it forward. And don't talk to me about the like blab of Sonion or whatever from Halo 5. It was, <laughs> it was a carbine. Give me the needle rifle back, please. You gave us the Reach AR. You're already dipping into those waters. Just pull out the needler while you're at it. Pull stuff from the very great game that is Reach, and please avoid everything from the trash fire that is ODST. I agree. Mm. I want uh, silence hey, weapons as well. From you think you, did you give one? Yeah, I said Halo 5's pistol. I know. Oh, yeah, yeah. He gave the worst one. I, I mean, I it's a good weapon. Maybe I, I, I just love the precision mid range. Go into Forge, take the pistol, you could lower it down a little bit, and then just make it a five shot with Forge. And like, I honestly, I, I would leave the power weapons for my teammate so I could just keep shooting people in the head with the pistol. <laughs> Jesse, did I, you say one? Yeah. Hmm. Did you? Say oh, I said a couple joke ones. Um, yeah, a little, a little real one. No, you said Mulder. I mean, that's not a. So it's a good weapon. You guys are trying to be. Jesus all Christ! I can't think. Do you guys think the think hologram would work in Halo Infinite Sandbox? Which no. one? Hologram. The suppressor in Halo Four. Yes. Yeah. That thing was so stupid. Yeah, that thing was stupid. I loved it. A <laughs> lot of freaking bring back. I wiped Halo Four from my memory. The carbide. Right. Why? It's a good car. It's a good campaign. Great Anyways, books around right. it. Yeah, I can talk about this forever. <laughs> all right, guys. I think speaking of books, have... we'll oh. never read them. <laughs> okay, Matt, give me, give me a hard date, bro. I'll have it done. Just give me. Nope. 
I, I can't talk to Abe recently. Abe, I, I don't, I'm working I on, don't on believe you, so. Um, I just um, got really sick. I couldn't sit up. Now I can. Um, I, I know you got to. You, you gotta can lie in a bed and do this. Yeah, God, you got to. You got to. You got to finish your multiplayer review. To I be guess. honest, no. The, the issue is, uh, <laughs> it, it's not so much that I'm sick anymore. It's that like I think I pulled my back while coughing. <laughs> So oh, now when okay. I cough, it's like a sharp pain in like a certain part of it. Oh, man. You might you might have hernated it. Be careful. No, no, no. I don't think it's that bad. And I've had this pain before. Okay. I think I pulled a muscle. It's just, it happens, okay. but it's just, oh my God, it makes it annoying. <laughs> um, <laughs> you, didn't even, you guys have just been ignoring me all show. I could say, I could talk as much shit as I want to about you guys right now. Like, everybody's just tuning in. No, Abe, I've been laughing at your joke. <laughs> it was a very good joke. You know, I just realized anyway. that's now become an inside joke. Almost a year now at this point. Alongside yeah. the uh, that's, ba that's bad. That's bad programming though to do inside jokes. All right, guys, uh, are we done? Okay. I think mm -hmm. it's time for Austin to sign us out. So, yes. guys, Austin, why don't you do that? We talked a whole lot about Halo tonight, didn't we? What a fun <laughs> time it's been. Um, Abe, really quickly, my friend, if people wanted to find you online, I know that you host every other podcast on the internet. Uh, <laughs> where, where, where are you at right now? Where where can people find you? Yeah, just follow me on Twitter, and then I'll let you know if I'm uh, on another podcast. That's today, at Mother One, which is right next to his face. Yeah, yeah. Mother audio listeners. Th. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. You go ahead. M u t h a underscore o n e underscore big nerd. Yeah. No. No. But anyways. Okay. Oh, uh, you agree to it. Yep. So yeah, today was uh, I, I popped in on a boom show for a little bit oh, at, oh, at really? around lunchtime. Yeah, the, we talked it? about. Uh, Talked about the uh, ABK. Um, oh, you know. God. Really heavy, really heavy <laughs> that is most of what we talked about when I was on there. Yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's every week. You know, like it's sometimes that's fun, but it, I am I am getting to the fatigue point of it. I yeah. am ready yeah. to just at least something new out. happened. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah, that was, you know, it, it was it was fun. It's fun to make fun of Jim. Something you know? actually Jim, newsworthy. Jim's always a good time to talk. Jesse. About, so. What are you working on right now, man? Where can people find you online? Here, xboxera.com, and then you go to our YouTube, which is right here. And also, I've been streaming a bunch. Mort's been there hanging out playing Red Dead while sitting in the Overwatch queue over on our The Xbox Era Twitch channel. Yeah, twitch.tv slash The Xbox Era. Um, very cool, man. Uh, hopefully, an Overwatch 2 review from you soon, Jesse, if, uh, if you can ever get into the <laughs> Not game. Not up to me. Right, right. But this uh, month, um, you can expect PGA 2K23, <clears throat> NHL 13, Overwatch 2, and like 15 other goddamn things on this site. We gotta we're we'll be working on a lot. Yeah, we're working man. on a Plague Tale Requiem already. Keep an yeah, eye for that. I scorn. cannot wait for that. And scorn. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh Soul Blazers. Good old yeah. Arsenal. Let uh, us know. What what are you what are you doing these days? Where can people catch you if they want to if they want to like peek through their virtual hedges and well, see what you're up to follow me on twitter if you want to see me just respond to a whole bunch of console warring that people keep linking to me in other places um otherwise uh still on xbox era just uh, my voice has been shot these days um so i haven't been narrating anything recently but i've still been editing some stuff and i believe i should have the we should have our um fifa 23 review up soon probably tomorrow or the day after keep looking out for that yeah we did Very your question cool. owl theory He's in chat. If yeah, you go back sure a little bit on this Instapod, and, you can... And Yeah, Owl Theory, uh, it was his first post in the forums. Great to have you on the forum, man. It was a great question, too. Um, yeah. Guys, you know where you can find me. I'm everywhere. If you want to go follow me, uh, constantly tweet about... I like, 
I've been doing more meme tweets here lately and haven't been getting a lot of love on him, and I don't appreciate that. So, uh, if <laughs> and he uh, really is everywhere, I woke up and you were just in my bathroom. And I was like, I, I'm telling you, Shit. man, it's 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 a blessing and a curse, really. Uh, at Austin Ford Games, uh, just about anywhere you can find me, uh, doing stuff for Xbox era, trying to figure out some stuff, but uh, yeah, can I find you, you on Truth Social? Uh, no <laughs> what oh, the God. hell what the hell jesse what the fuck uh is that right, almost anywhere uh, oh almost almost anywhere. one last yeah, point that, uh, uh if you were interested in uh, a little bit more halo stuff uh me and austin had our uh that was sarcasm uh, by the way people episode uh, we could yep, go talking about like playlist popularity which we didn't get a chance to talk about i really wanted to but i realized we, we just ran long maybe next episode we'll talk about it because it really does tie into social versus competitive yeah so, so and i've been really wanting to to sit down and talk about social versus competitive and yeah. what it means to be a halo fan these days uh but yeah uh, go go check out the drop pod yep. that sol and i did i thought it was a solid little 10 12 minute uh -huh. long video mm -hmm. um other than that guys thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of you had me at halo uh definitely make sure to follow us here on youtube uh go check us out on twitch jesse streams like basically it. every single day yeah. uh definitely putting out good content and the last thing i want to make sure that we bring up is jesse did sign us up for Ooh. the extra life charity stream again this year that is going to be on saturday november 5th uh jesse initially set us up for a 250 dollars goal but the absolutely incredible top at top from our uh forum crushed it instantaneously guys you guys are amazing make sure you go follow that go check that out we'll have a link in the youtube description um and yeah thank you guys so much for watching until next time be safe have fun we love you go play some halo or something nerds thanks for watching <laughs> so long.